What's up, everybody? It's Friday night, and you know what that means. It's time for an all-new Socially Awkward Studios. We got your dude, Steve-O. And me, I'm my boy, Froyo. It's Friday night. The drinks are tight. Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Socially Awkward. Yay, I'm Steve-O. I'm Matthew. And we are joined by... Oh, he's not going to say his oh, name. Oh, I got to say my name? Oh, I, I, I'm Josh. We like to give people their... Oh, okay. I don't know, I do the show different every time. This I is like, what happens when Eric leaves. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, my headset was barely even on when <laughs> that started. I know you're good. Yes, we brought Josh on. He was uh, gracious enough after his busy, busy stuff, which I know you'll probably tell us all about because I'm very intrigued, but uh, from Constantly Calibrating. So if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast or follow that YouTube channel or follow any of his stuff, then you are missing out. Uh, yeah, feel free to plug all that stuff. We do a lot of things so, now. Yeah, so where people yeah, can find you. Yeah, you guys are workhorses over there. Uh, kind of a little bit. It's gotten a little ridiculous since we came back from hiatus. A lot of traveling, too, which is awesome. A lot of traveling. It's been kind of a ridiculous thing. Uh, Seattle for PAX West at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. We are currently planning, uh, seeing about going to Anaheim for the PlayStation experience in December. Nice. I'm trying to work out a few other things in there, trying to get a San Francisco trip in, in but uh, uh, it costs money. Right. And we don't make money. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, I know all that too well with this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a ridiculous kind of uh, crazy uh, three weeks now, I guess. Yeah, it's been or, really interesting uh, following you guys. And like you said, you know, going to PAX and, and things like that. It's uh, sit there and you're like, oh, man, I would love to be there. And you're actually there experiencing it and being able to talk and get interviews with uh, people in the industry and things like that. So. Um, well, it was a crazy, awesome to watch. Yeah, it was a crazy thing because like I've never been to a PAX. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, the largest convention I've really ever been to was Phoenix Comic Con, which is a big convention. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's also the gaming aspect of it is like, pretty much non-existent. Minimal. Yeah, it's very very <laughs> limited. It, it exists. It does. That's pretty much the most there, you could say about there it. There is a uh, a hall in a hotel where they, <laughs> they yes. go and they set up uh, the. Uh, you know the big screen for tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's uh, yeah, it's pretty weak. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not really all that much. So like I've never really been to that kind of experience with a full fledged gaming convention. And then yeah. on top of that, we lucked out and got press passes. Nice. And it was like, okay, shit, what do we do now? Yeah. I ended up, uh, I think in a four day period, I scheduled thirty five appointments for wow. for a two man crew. Oh wow. And um, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we only had to cancel on-site one appointment, and that was just because our Uber driver uh, took an extra 30 minutes on a 45-minute drive to get us to the convention center, and oh, that was okay. the only reason why. Okay. So That's crazy. It, it happens. I was actually curious now that, like, when you do all that stuff and what you just said, I was like, maybe you I, you ever thought about just sitting down and writing, like, maybe, like, a guidebook for people, be all like, this is what to do, what not to do with some of your experience that you could probably put together and be like, so you want to do this. Here's some tips. <laughs> I actually really want to write um, a blog post or do a video series or something called How Not to Be a Dick in Media. <laughs> like, okay. because I've been doing this now for four and a half, well, four and a half years uh, since I somehow got press passes for RTX. And I've learned a lot over the years and I've watched also a lot of people just make complete asses of themselves. 
you know, um, because either, you know, a lot of it can be just, maybe they're an awkward person kind of thing. And that's yeah. fun, but how do you overcome that awkwardness? How do you overcome, because I'm a very um, nervous, paranoid person who's not really a people person, uh, who doesn't, you know, know how to approach people. And I've been now the face of my company for yeah. the better part of the last year. I literally, my title is a PR uh, PR outreach coordinator. Okay. Because that's what I do. And so, how does someone like me do this? So right. I really want to write about it or talk about it because it's it's a fascinating thing I've been going through. Yeah, I was just because even like me, I don't even know. Like we've done a little bit, but not like and by little bit, I mean like we go. I would like to interview this person, and then it's like no. But mm -hmm. like we haven't actually gone and talked to people. Like I, Matthew and uh, Eric did when they were at the one Comic Con, uh, maybe two years ago or a year ago. They went back and they met people and they interacted with people and they yeah. got them to come on the show. And that's something that, like, I wish I would have been able to do this year, but my Comic-Con experience this year was a completely different story uh, <laughs> for Phoenix Comic-Con. But, yeah, that's something I would like to do where I'd just be like, even if it's just like a quick, like, hey, I really like your stuff. Do you mind if I give do, like, a phone interview and then that's stuff we can splice into shows and stuff like that. So, uh, speaking of that, like, I know, like, since I don't have most of the traveling stuff, like, using an iPhone, would that be an okay thing to do? Or so do you suggest something else? My backup is I have – my absolute final backup is I do have a uh... – a voice recorder that I bought like four years ago, I think for like four bucks on the Android app store. It yeah. works fine. It's, it's perfectly acceptable as a fallback. Uh, what I recommend if you're going to do interviews at bare minimum, you need to get something like um, a Tascam. I God, what is ours? It's like a DR40 or something like okay. that. Okay. It looks like a taser, and I've been oh, stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it, no, it, it looks it's like got a the, the cross mics at yeah, the top. It has a cross mics thing at the top, and when you spread it out, it actually looks like your taser. I've been yeah. stopped at Phoenix Comic Con uh, to have a piece bonded on two separate occasions. Nice. Um, and <laughs> no, I just, I just want an interview. Don't run. This isn't a taser. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, no, but it's, it's amazing how many times you can trick people. And like that, um, I think I got on sale for 60 or 70. It's a bit of an investment, oh, yeah. but it's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's not um, bad. Yeah, and you can actually work with it pretty well with Audacity. You can easily okay. take out the background noise, and it, it works well enough. Okay, perfect. Uh, okay. It's, it's like if you want to put a little investment, that's good for on-site interviews. We now do I, – I bring – well, I was bringing our podcast mics. Then I, we bought these mic flags for RTX this year that did not fit our microphones. Uh, okay. they, they, they made them wrong. They were a little too small, so I went and last-minute bought two microphones, which I called uh, the lightsaber dildos because that's oh, yeah. what they look like. They look like a lightsaber <laughs> hilt and also a dildo. Where'd you, uh, where'd you pick those up at? Amazon, $35. Oh, okay. Literally, they're the only microphone that I could get in two days. That's no. why I bought them. Okay. They're instrument mics. I found that afterwards. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, that's why I was asking where you got it because um, – I thought you might have went to like Guitar Center or something like that. But. Yeah, I was just I went to Amazon. It was thirty five bucks prime shipping. Yeah. I was able to get it the day before we flew out. They are technically instrument mics, but you throw um, a pop filter thing, you know, uh, or whatever um, mic cover over it. Yeah. And uh, put the flags on. It looks like a normal microphone, and the sound is, I think, like one step below our podcast mics, nice. and they don't pick up all the fucking background noise. Oh, around. that's good. Yeah. So, are they all of our stuff? Are or what, what do you know what brand are they? Uh, no, they are. They are. So they are one of those companies that uh, copied another really high-end design and sells them super cheap. I don't remember yeah. what they are, okay. though. Um, I, I, have them, I have them at home. Well, like, the what, what did you ask they were called? Shures? Uh, the Shure mics. The Shure yes. mics. These were unsure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. We should go up with that. Um, yeah. That's all I can do is names. That's all I got. No, that works. <laughs> but they worked out really well. I, I did four interviews at PAX West with them. Um, one uh, – I look like I, I, 
you have me on the show. I got to gloat about this. I got to interview Hiroki Chiba, the director of World of Final Fantasy. I got to do an interview nice. with someone from Square Enix. Yeah, I saw that, like, and that I was is like, ridiculous. what? So, okay, now this is a this is going to be a dumb question, so I'll ask it because I'm, I'm used to being the idiot on the show. Sure. Uh, did he speak good English, or did you have a translator? We had a translator. My first uh, okay. translator interview, I actually do believe, based on um, his nodding and stuff like that, uh, that he did understand me and just maybe chose, whether he could speak or not. Right. But yeah, it was my first translator interview, uh, which, let me tell you, that is, a, that is a trip trying to figure out how to... Because the way I, the way I do interviews is it's a lot of... I tell, you know, I ask a question... They respond, and then I usually have an anecdotal response. Yeah, when you have someone translating, and it's yeah. a good minute and a half of whatever you idiotic thing you just spout out of your mouth, don't. It's just like no, nope. Yeah. Just question, answer, question, answer, question, yeah. answer. Move on. And then of course, our uh, the Tascam that we use has this lovely feature that when it hits about thirty percent battery, it just turns off, but with zero warning. Kill switch. So oh yeah. We lost about three and a half minutes of the interview. Oh. Uh, so I had to go through and transcribe that. I've never done that one before either, but. It was too good of an interview to lose. Yeah, too no, much definitely. No, that that's really cool. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, so what? Um, um, so there. Okay, so, so this was probably for the next uh, Final Fantasy game that's coming out, which is is that fifteen? No, this was actually for World of Final. Okay, Fantasy. World so of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy fifteen. We did get to demo at the okay. event. Um, but World of Final Fantasy is kind of like. They created an entire new... Well, the plan is for it to be a new series. But right now, they created a new series, essentially, starting point for people who either have a nostalgia aspect for Final Fantasy or have never played a game before. So okay. you play these characters who get sucked into this uh, universe that's all chibi-style characters. They're like normal anime characters. Yeah. And part of it is they can actually switch between being standard anime characters or little chibi characters. But in this world, there are characters like Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII or okay. Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, and it has a lot of the history oh. of the Final Fantasy thing. So it's like uh, an amalgamation of its own brand new story, its own new epic story mixed in with uh, uh, classic stuff. So you, it could appeal to both people. I played it for uh, the demo. Uh, I thought it was only a half-hour demo. It turned out to be like a three-hour demo, which I did not have time to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> I only played like a half-hour because that's all we had scheduled for. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was like playing a classic Final Fantasy, though, so a little sluggish. Yeah. But like a lot of the ports they've been making of Final Fantasy games, there's a fast-forward button that you can do at any time. Conversations, uh, if, which I don't recommend because the odd, the uh, really funny game. Yeah. But uh, but for the combat, which is really slow and oh, sluggish, okay. you just so hold down it, it fast-forwards through. Standard turn-based combat? Standard turn-based. Okay. Uh, when you're like chibi characters, you get these, you can like, um, almost like Pokeballs, grab these uh um, creatures, you know, the standard enemies, and you can either stand on them or they stand on you, and it's like you create stacks to create these powerful combinations. Interesting. Ah. It's it's really unique. I feel like it has a lot of things, like a lot of times when you jump into a demo of a game that's a little bit late in the game, though, you have actually too much power, and yeah. I kind of was sitting there like, I don't yeah, you're like, know what am I what, doing? I don't know what to do here. But it was so freaking funny. Like, they, it was kind of Deadpool-esque, and it's, uh, it was, a, like, the game, the characters were aware they were in a video game in a lot of points. Okay, okay. Very... Kind of stuff, so it's very tongue-in-cheek in, in many aspects, but it, it was, I, I was laughing playing it. So. Okay, that's always fun. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, I, I don't even think I've even heard about this one yet, so. They haven't really done, they have done terrible, terrible marketing for it for, uh, I think it's releasing in two weeks, or three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that is I think it's the end of October, and it doesn't have its own social, like, I literally just posted the interview for it uh, today. 
and there were, it has no uh, none of its own social media pages. Oh wow! So I was like, I I'm like, how huh. do I, how do I promote this? <laughs> yeah, that's the answer is I don't. <laughs> is yeah. it getting a Western release? Yeah, I mean, literally in like three. Uh, it's okay. I'm actually blanking right now. But it's the end of because Dragon Quest Builders, another Square game, comes out in two weeks. I think World Final Fantasy might actually be the end of November, not the end of October. October. Okay. okay, they have a few. Thi- well, we tried a few of their games. Huh. So. Right on. That's yeah. pretty cool, though. Yeah, because, yeah, it's getting to that season. I just realized, like, Gears is coming out, like, in a couple of weeks. So much stuff. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's, well, that's what happens. I go, like, it's... it's you have to fall. Yeah, you have to sit there and pick, okay, what do I want to get mm-hmm. right now, and what can I wait on kind of thing? Because, I mean, I still have stuff that I got last year that mm-hmm. I haven't even gotten through because I have no time. Well, I'm bummed. I was, like, uh, on online earlier, and somebody had made a post about target.com was selling Forza Horizon 3 for 20 bucks uh-huh. digital code so I jumped on there and I ordered it but I uh, target sent me a, a cancellation cancellation because they accidentally posted a thing mm-hmm. I've only lucked out with one of those I think once where yeah. I ordered it and they were just like fuck it I guess we'll just uh, let you let you have it kind of yeah, thing I was like I was like uh, Horizon Three for twenty bucks? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no like I would have. I'm gonna do it. I would have jumped on that too because I, I just got a bummer. code. I got a code for Microsoft just talking about I got like the same they're one. like, hey, you've been a Halo fan for five years and so what? Here's like the thing, and I'm like, I don't even own the game yet. Like, <laughs> I redeemed the code and then sat there for a few minutes. I'm like, why didn't I just like give that away as a giveaway? I'm not gonna play this game. Like, but it's just the automatic instinct. Yeah. To, uh, just what co- what game is it? Uh, it's for, just, for, it's Forza. Forza. Oh, but you, oh, for a war, so the you warthog, warthog, but yeah. you get the warthog. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Got but like, so. I, I, I think I bought the, what was it? The day one uh, for the Xbox one, the first Forza game they released. I bought that day one edition for like twenty bucks off. It's still sealed, sitting on a shelf. Like what, I never Motorsport six? Uh, or I think it was six. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. And it was like I, I buy racing games like at least once every two to three years, yeah. and I never play them. Well, I I did the, I downloaded uh, Forza Horizon because it's uh, it mm-hmm. was their games with gold deal, and uh, I've been playing that. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I played a little of that. I actually enjoyed it. Well, that, when they did the uh, last Forza game, uh, like the weekend play. Uh, for the Xbox One, I played that for a little bit, and I what Horizon Two? Yeah, and I never touched like any of those kind of racing games uh, except for like Mario Kart, some of that where I could pretty much be like, I'm gonna kill my opponents. Like yeah. that's basically it. So I was playing that during the weekend. I was like, I actually kind of really in, like enjoyed it. Yeah, I was like, this Horizon's is... a cool series. So yeah, the for- the Forza stuff in general is if you're looking for more simulation style racing. Personally, my racing uh, love it was always Burnout. Yeah. And I like you. You give me a new Burnout game, and not the Paradise-styled open-world thing, but an actual like classic Burnout game. I will buy that in a heartbeat. Oh, okay. but, but they now make the Need for Speed series, right. which they added quasi-Burnout mechanics, and it's just not the same. Uh, that's what always happens. But yeah, no, yeah, it's getting to that season soon where it's just going to be all the video games and everything coming out. Because like that was me. I just got the expansion pack for Destiny, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this, and I haven't touched it. Then like the Batman, I already bought like the season pass, and the second episode came out, haven't even touched it. I'm just like oh my god i have no time for anything mm-hmm. yeah we are we're actually recording uh two let's watches we're uh, tomorrow morning for uh for telltale's batman so so have you played the first episode yet or no i played first two episodes oh you played the first i, two? I, okay. I did a review for the first episode um and then i was i played the second one ahead of us doing the let's watch because i wanted to do a review for it and then i made the mistake of forgetting to write it uh, uh <laughs> so now i'm gonna have to write it based off the let's watch experience mark because i don't yeah. quite remember no it's actually been good uh i think it's one of the best telltale games they've yeah, done in a while i enjoyed the first episode very much um i liked some of the new mechanics and mm-hmm. stuff like i don't want to ruin it for people because i know well, matthew it'll be one of those games that once it finally comes out 
or if it's one of those free with games you'll I know you'll definitely play because yeah. you played the those ones. So I try not to like ruin anything for anybody. But I thought it was really well done. I like where it's going. But I did like all the side stories. It started like making like it's like oh this is going to go on with this character and there's all these little subplots. So I'm like okay so it created definitely like from a story aspect it is it, it's I think pretty damn exceptional. But uh, as far as a game goes, I'm still. Telltale has, like, the Telltale formula they've been doing pretty much since primarily the first Walking Dead yes, season. I kind of started a little bit before that, but that's really kind of when they solidified their formula. And it's just not doing it for me anymore. Like, I still like their games. I still enjoy the stories, but they're barely video games anymore. I I, I miss... Uh, Telltale really kind of rose the prominence when they started doing the Sam and Max games about a decade ago oh, when they yeah. rebooted that series. And the first three seasons of that were exceptional. Um and they were still very point-and-click adventure games. Now it's really just, well, it's now called an interactive story. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. And I felt like uh, uh, episode two of Batman was definitely more played. Playing around with the sound effects. <laughs> it was definitely more, more played. played. <laughs> you're you're, number, you're the number one if you want to mess with that no, one. I'm good. I was just... No, you're good. Well, anyways, it, it, uh, we should have done that when you did, like, we're going to do a Let's Play. play. Um, so... Uh, but episode one, I felt was more movie. Episode two, definitely, I'm going to say, without spoiling too much, uh, allows you to play more. I, felt, oh, okay. I felt, definitely felt a little more in control. Still very much a movie. I mean, literally, it's a one-hour movie. Yeah. I think I think the only problem... Now, I hope this, I don't think this is a spoiler. The only problem I had with the game, like, a lot of people were like, oh, they mentioned this too much, or they mentioned that, like, his past, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. Parents, it's like, it's a Batman game. That's, like, his foundation. He's an emo kid with no parents. Um... But the thing I hated was the fact it's like all of a sudden the see Lena Kyle and then she's all like, oh, I know who you are. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Like, I was like, no, like, how could she know it's him like that quickly? <laughs> you know, kind of thing like that was, you know, Batman or something like that. I was like, that was the only drawback to that because I'm like, like, because when it happened in the actual comic series, when he finally revealed herself mm -hmm. to you, it was such this big like, oh, you know, and then this was just like, oh, so I know you work nights or some, I forget what the stupid They definitely, was. I mean, a few things that they've done have been a little quicker, like, okay, we just need, you know, X person to know about this, or, you know, yeah. what kind of stuff, and so we need this for the story, uh, no character development. There, Batman's been around for 75-plus years. Let's just... And we all know this is going to happen eventually. Let's just jump to the conclusion. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, I got to play... I got to sit down and play episode... And it's so stupid that it, to me to sit down and be like, I got to play episode two. It's only like two hours. Like, literally, all the games are like two hours long. Well... Episode one, I think, was like what about two hours? Episode two, seriously, like even with pausing a couple of times, it took me about, uh, I think my Steam played time was like seventy minutes, and that was even with pausing. Oh wow, it. okay. So it's not that long. I uh, like, it had, though I will say it had a couple of choices in it that the only time in my Telltale game history, which I played most Telltale games, that I actually had to pause the game and walk away because I'm like I don't. Want to do either of these oh, choices? Okay, yeah. It has a couple of those kind of moments. But yeah, so I still got to sit down and get through all that kind of stuff and then deal Definitely. with. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's that's just the problem with us. Like we used to have that time where like Matthew and I like we ran through the, like the Taken King, and yeah. uh, of course if you go ahead and get that DLC as well, we'll run through probably that and stuff. But Rise of Iron. Yeah, Rise of Iron. But uh, yeah, it's just like we haven't really sat down and really gamed like off and on. But Matthew, I know he's been watching. He watches a lot of Twitch that he'll find games and tell them me. And then like you, like you guys were just talking about something when I came back in from well, having a smoke, and I'm like, I don't even know what you guys are talking. Well, about. Well, like literally, I was streaming uh, like two, three nights ago, yeah. and suddenly, you know, I see the Fro Show pop into uh, my Twitch, and I'm like. 
Fucking hell, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Someone I know watching this? What, why aren't they doing something more important? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I was hanging out and yeah, I got the notification that you had popped on. Or no, I logged on to Twitch. Yeah. And uh, oh, what it was, it was that Twitch AZ group. Oh, yeah, okay. You had posted that you were going to be broadcasting. Yeah, I didn't even know there was one of those. I think you're part of it. I might. I, I'm, I have no idea anymore with my fees. Um, so I saw that, and then okay. I usually jump on Twitch before I head to bed yeah. just to kind of see what's going on. And uh, I saw that you – I went and watched your thing, and then I gave you a follow. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, and, uh, yeah, the game was cool. Yeah, so for anyone curious, I was checking out Smash and Grab, which just launched in early access, what was that, like Tuesday. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like a quasi-MOBA game. I checked it out at, um, I had an appointment to check it out at, um, at PAX West. It was like, they debuted it, and I fell in love with this game, like, the moment I sat down yeah. and started playing it. Like, oh, okay. I only played one thing of it, immediately said, okay, do you have someone here I can interview? We hadn't really done many interviews during the event at that point. I'm like, do you have someone I can interview? They're like, yeah, our, um... I forget Jen Tim. She's a producer on the show on the game. Uh, it's because okay, it's made by uh, United Front Games. Uh, did you play Sleeping Dogs at all? Yep. Yes. It's them. Oh, it's them. Okay. It, so it's their game, and uh, which means it's a so it's a melee three v three competitive PvP game, and the goal is uh, in the main game type. The goal is to accrue fifty thousand dollars. It's a post-apocalyptic thing. You're two different teams, three v three, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. and you're trying to rob stores, and it's like in waves, like so. Small stores open, and a store may have a, a weapon upgrade for yourself or uh, your crew because you have a lieutenant and henchman as well. Okay. Uh, that's the MOBA aspect to it. Uh, or it has money, and it also with the stores that have money, you will also have items to upgrade your weapons. Oh, okay. And then after about two minutes, it, the next level of stores open. And then after another two minutes, the next level of stores, including the big box stores open, yeah. which you can really uh, you know make or break. And it's really up and down. Like There's points where... You have thirty thousand dollars. The other team has eleven thousand dollars. They kill a bunch of your people, and they then you lose money when you die. Okay. And they gain that money. Oh. So suddenly you just watch like a twenty thousand dollars shift goes from oh, one wow. team that to the other. That is kind of cool. Okay. And it's just like it's really dynamic and really moving. Like you think you're losing, and then just suddenly, oh, I wait, we won by seven thousand dollars. How the hell did that yeah. happen? Like I, so, like just like even if it's just like at the last second, someone kills somebody, but they just had a like, big important a big person. important part. Boom, and then it's like mm -hmm. that is kind of I like that because then you're not so like. Oh, we're it's like oh we're losing by fifty points, so we're pretty much done, yeah, no, done for. I've seen many, many times where it's just completely and utterly shifted, very dramatic. But uh, the art style is cool. Again, it's early access, so like the final tier of up, of upgrades for most of the characters isn't even in the game yeah. yet. Okay. And there's like two characters not in the game yet. Like there's this character Tenblade. Um, all of her lieutenants are not unlockable. She only has one that's uh, that's currently in place because they're just not in the game. Right. Because, again, oh, okay. early access. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. So yeah. I watched you play two games. Um, the first game, you... Uh, you It was kind of unfair because you you were teamed up against a team that was more powerful than you guys. Because Well, because it's an early access yeah. game... Um, what the they, balancing system's not the quite... balancing <laughs> system's not in, and then also they didn't erase people's levels after closed beta. Got it. So okay. there's, like, level 37 people, and I'm, like, a at that time was, like, a little level 4. Yeah. That was the first Jeez, night I was playing. Yeah. My, other, my whole team was, uh, myself, a 4 and, like, a couple of 2s. Yeah. And he was, like, a 37, a 16, and I... 
I once played, and I that, that wasn't that match. I played against someone who was like level seventy five, and you know the levels do matter. In this absolutely, game. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, I hadn't quite figured out what stores I was supposed to loot mm. to get my weapon class for my character. Okay, yeah. Um, so I like had no, I didn't have uh, this four tiers of weapons. Your starter weapon, then each tier of weapon, which unlocks in each round. Um, I didn't have any of my weapons, and I couldn't even upgrade the piece of crap starting oh, weapon I had. So like yeah. I, I was ineffective. I literally had to be a person who was looting. And again, once all the slurs are gone, it's kind of it's like running up to somebody going like, they're like, go away. Yeah, no, no literally, <laughs> I, I was he's he saw I was yeah. swatted away like it, it was nothing. It was just it like plummeted a minute, I was about to say, was it like the Lord of the Rings with Saruman where he just hits people and they're just like ah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He just he got his ass kicked. Oh yeah, yeah I, I got, got, was, I got destroyed. I got so frustrated. <laughs> The best part is I ended up uh, taking a break to my, uh, put my kids to bed, came back, played not on stream, and ended up going uh, until 3.30 in the morning or something like oh, that, yeah? ended up winning nine straight matches, nice. Oh, nice. where I like got every achievement for uh, on Steam for like having the most money and doing the best luck and being the MVP of the team, and I'm like, where the fuck was this three, you know, yeah, three, hours, three ago? hours ago? That's well, that happened with uh, that happened with me with Titanfall, the first one. This is going way, way back. Matthew and I jumped in a few times to play, but then mm-hmm. like our buddy Chris came over to my place one time before we were going to like a show or something like that. He's like, "Oh, I'm curious about the new system, the, the Xbox One. You mind putting something on?" So I was like, "Oh, let's play a little bit of a uh, Titanfall." So I figured to show him the game because I'm like, I haven't touched this in ever and stuff. And sure enough, it's a game where we're about to go somewhere and we're just hyping on real quick. Mm-hmm. And I start doing like the best I've ever done in my entire like gameplay through. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, th- okay, this is when it happens. I'm like, I got 20 minutes left and like mm-hmm. playing a game and I'm like, I'm going to be leaving soon. I'm like, Oh, this is when I have the best like gameplay ever. And I was all like, <laughs> what? So, Oh, that's how it always is. I mean, like the best time I ever had in a halo game where I just kept getting full team kills and like continuously, like the, like the highest level, uh, uh, what is it? Multi kill stuff, just back to oh, back. Yeah, the to chinchilla back. kill was the time. Like, I always like to call it. No, it's <laughs> but like kill. Yeah, the best I'd ever done. I think it was like in Halo Three, and then like uh, my dog goes over and noses the Xbox and turns it off. Oh, <laughs> that's and a fail. Like, and that, that that happened every time I've ever done well in Halo. That exact circumstances happened. Oh, Actually, that's horrible. Going back to old school, this happened to a buddy of mine. I was there to witness it. He's playing Killer Instinct. Um, the Super Nintendo, and he's like kicking butt, and then his sister walks in with her friends. Her friends like, "Well, I want to play." He's literally mm-hmm. at the last guy, like about to finally win. And we're like, "Oh, we're gonna see the ending." And she literally hits that start uh-huh. for next challenge, and then it's we're just like, "What is wrong with you?" She's like, "Well, I wanted to play." I'm like, "Yeah, could you have waited? Like he had like this much left. It's like new opponent," and we're like, "No." So, oh jeez. It's always like the stupid follies of stuff. Um, but yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> So speaking of also that, you probably uh, not only do you review like the video games and stuff like that, do you do a lot of like, you know, TV shows, movies, um, all that oh. kind of stuff that I to give. Okay, well, yeah, let me give a little spiel because – Yeah, go ahead. Mind, so uh, we took a hiatus back uh, after the Rooster Teeth Expo in July. I had what can only be described as a very public, complete and utter nervous breakdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, uh, I just got really depressed and really upset about stuff. I wasn't happy where the site was going on things. And I just said, yeah, screw this. Um, we're done. We're, we're just taking a break. We need to time away. We need to figure out what we're doing. We were doing a lot of different content, not particularly well. Mm. Um, and we needed to figure out what we were doing. So uh, with PAX, we came back. And so what we're doing, we are – gaming focused in everything except for the podcast the podcast for the longest time was gaming focused so now we've actually opened that up to back to what it was originally and it's gaming and geek okay which means uh we're gonna have a gaming focus but 
we're talking about anything like this last episode, which just came out uh, actually right before I got here. Um, we talked a very little gaming stuff. We ended up talking about the, the season premiere of Gotham, okay. uh, South Park, uh, first impressions for a couple of us who just are watching Rick and Morty. And uh, spent a lot of time on astrology, you know, kind of thing. Like, so it was just uh, a lot of random stuff. Um, but the actual uh, uh, console calibrating network, I guess you could say, is primarily gaming. So we're now we just launched a weekly news show called The Catch All. So it premieres on Saturday evenings. Uh, it's five minutes, five news topics, kind of okay. thing. Just a video series. Um, and we have uh, Let's Plays are going to be starting up soon, Let's Watches, and then uh, we're trying to get the four days a week streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Constant Calibrating. There you go. Uh, we're going to be doing that, and then also on our personal channels as well, because what we did is um, I got rid of all written content. Okay. Just completely eliminated it. It's still there on the site. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> trying to edit uh, and produce written content was just taking all of my life energy. Plus, we have two British writers, and trying to figure out the damn British to English things, oh, yeah. and... Uh, trying to get my brain wrapped around that was just exhausting me. Yeah. Uh, so we just got rid of that. Now we're just doing um, the video stuff. So again, Let's Plays, Let's Watches, their weekly news show. Uh, let's see what else is there. Then there's uh, reviews, which we call that a show use. And I'm hoping by the end of the year to expand to doing preview content for games again. And then finally next year, uh, if Catch All keeps doing well, and please, if you go to youtube.com slash concalpod, C-O-N-C-A-L-P-O-D, please go watch the Catch All uh, last week's episode and the one that will be premiering this Saturday, I need some feedback on it. I need okay. to know what people like actually want to see in the show. Okay. Because if we actually get some good uh, traction with it, I want to actually build it up to being a daily news show. Yeah, no. Uh, I, and that's I, the goal, at least. And, and then also, just what you were asking about uh, movie stuff, I want to expand it to be not just games. I want okay. to have specific focused shows for each kind of... Uh, nerdiness oh no and that's and that's cool i mean that's something i've been talking with like uh socially awkward because we do have a youtube channel and i've been trying to do like unboxing videos because i do mm -hmm. get a lot of the you know stuff and things that i think are cool and whatnot or just a surprise so there's that things but then it's like i i think i filmed like two of them but i didn't do anything with them because i'm like i don't have any editing software i have no idea what i'm doing i haven't like done a video class since like high school and like <laughs> maybe first year of college and i'm like i don't even think i have those programs on my computer so i'm like okay let me let me figure that stuff out first but i do like that because that does happen sometimes like i like to read stuff occasionally but sometimes if it's like like you just said like five minutes and here's five things that happened mm -hmm. this week like i think that's great because sometimes you're watching stuff and you're like, oh, okay, this, this is kind of cool, but I'm like, get to, like, like sometimes I just need something really quick. Like, I'll be like, at work, oh, this came up. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to sit there going 30 minutes trying to catch up on all this stuff when people can just be like, this is what happened this week. This is the latest stuff. This is boom, 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 and boom, and then you're out. I'm like, that, to me, is just perfect. Well, that's the goal, and we're fully aware that we are still, despite doing this for a while, um, due to multiple reasons, we are still a smaller network. We've had a lot of opportunities, but, yeah, we are still smaller. Um Maybe eventually we could do some longer form news related things, but you know, if we want to get any traction, we got to just have short form content out there. No, it's true, and that's yeah. the best way to do it. So five minutes. So essentially, it's going to run anywhere from like four minutes to seven minutes because you know things can change a little bit. But I just yeah. want to spend about sixty to seventy five seconds. Uh, last week was like the first time I was the first episode we released. We actually did something smart for once instead of just releasing the first thing we ever recorded. We were actually been making these since the middle of August. Nice, yeah. You've um, been preparing, trying for to it. prepare, trying Good. to figure out a, a format, trying to get myself to make them faster. Yep. Because uh, people don't realize that a five minute video takes a very yes. long. It took me about the first episode which we finally put out, which I we changed a lot of stuff because we had a lot of new. I had a person make us new transitions and new uh -huh. intros and all this stuff. I think it took me like five and a half hours to make a five minute video. Um, but it, uh, it, so, it, but we spent a lot of time preparing and trying to make these things. 
And then uh, the first episode we put out, one of the biggest like political gaming things broke with the Palmer Lucky stuff with Oculus Rift, and, yeah. and then some of his comments and you know, all the things that happened. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we can't do – there's no way I can do just one minute on this <laughs> yeah. shit. So I ended up doing like two and a half, three minutes on it So because there was just no way to, to, to do otherwise. Yeah, no, no, and I totally – I remember doing that. Like when you had to make these short films in high school and stuff like that, you're like, oh, we have like – oh, we did 15 minutes. And then you realize like I have two minutes that I can use. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. pointless. Like, and it's, I've done that with podcasts. Like, people are like, oh, do a solo episode. I'm like, I can do a solo episode. I got plenty of content. Then you bust everything. I'm looking at Audacity. I'm like, ten minutes. Yep. Um, well, let me search the internet. <laughs> well, like, that was the thing. The hardest part for me was if we were doing specifically like games, like literally just ga- about video game news. It's like, okay, go find B-roll or go talk to a, one of my PR people that I know uh, to get B-roll for their games. It's cool. I can just slap that in, talk over it, thumbs up, we're out of here. But almost every news story I did uh, for the first episode was about a thing like it was about Battle.net changing their name. Well, what do I use for visuals for that? So yeah. I literally was like scrolling down articles really slowly kind yeah. of stuff. And it was like I, – I, and then the Palmer Lucky stuff, again, like I had to go find old interviews of his uh, – just to have some visual aspect, then it, I had to like teach myself a new form of editing that mm. I'd, I'd never done before. What program are you using? Adobe Premiere. Okay. okay. Uh, CS5, I believe, or CSX. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just use that. It's uh, stupidly easy. Once, once you I like it, used, I love it. Yeah. I, I've been using it for uh, two, three years now. Okay. I taught myself to use it. I, I just with the very first Let's Play I ever made. I taught myself, and that was uh, 15 hours to edit a yeah. uh, total to, to edit a 45-minute Let's Play because I'd never done it before. I had to right. teach myself all day, right? Pretty much uh, the ropes. You know, I totally get that. I had to do that with like uh, Photoshop and um, Illustrator and stuff like that when I started doing comics with that. But yeah, the fu- funny part is I always had like the full package with the CS stuff. I've never used uh, Premiere. I need I need access to Photoshop. Yeah, me so too. Bad. I think it's, came I, I have like CS or something like that on my wife's computer but like it's like to walk from my computer to her computer it's like sounds so petty but like that four foot walk stopped me from making images for the site for so yeah. freaking long uh no no that's i but, totally agree with that i've done that where i'm all like i go into the bedroom all like ah, the tv's out there i don't want to, have to go out there i was like and eh, netflix on my phone like i was you know, like i'll just make the sacrifice you know but it's, <laughs> it's completely and utterly like that kind of thing um but the problem is adobe for the, like their subscription stuff uh, if you want both Premiere and Photoshop, you have to get the whole package. Right. Yeah. There's no way to get like they have like Premiere and After Effects and Premiere this, and it's like there's no way to get it, and it's really frustrating because I'm grandfathered into a really cheap price monthly price for Premiere, so it's like if I try to get the full package, I think it goes up by like sixty bucks a month, yeah. and I'm just yeah, like okay, it's... I I can't I can't swing that I my laziness is is uh, not gonna beat sixty dollars sure. yeah that's the other thing yeah like you said because like you sometimes will get that full package and you're like i'm only using like three programs mm-hmm. like and the other ones just sit there and it's not like that i won't use them but it's like right now with everything that i'm doing it's like i don't i don't need there's no need for yeah, it yeah i don't need them like photoshop and premiere fine like i probably should start learning how to use after effects and stuff like that because like i had to bring in a video editor to create transitions and new interests for us which i'm 90 percent sure he used after effects and they're yeah. gorgeous beautiful mm-hmm. things and i look at them and i'm like i probably could have made that myself like with some training but eh, yeah you know i, I don't well, want to learn like look around too because there might be co- like uh like local classes and stuff like well, like gangplank or something like that where well, somebody's gonna like teach how to use there's that. definitely local stuff i mean yeah. like i uh like uh 
Linda, Lynda.com in a couple of places. Like I mm. have actually free credits for a lot of these sites that yeah. I could just take their online classes. And that's actually works a lot better for me, but it's just like, I can also just learn as I go and as I really, we, and I don't yeah. really need to do this. I could just, and I use the term hire very loosely here. I could hire somebody to do it. As yeah. Well. True, true, true. Again, very loosely because we don't pay people. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that was like, we were having that discussion before uh, Matthew got here. Uh, I was talking about like trying to find a third host for the podcast and like doing the Craigslist ad and having people like, I always get to that certain point where it's like, okay, we're going to meet. Here's a day. And then no response. And I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah. And it's like that kind of like, you know, trying to get, you know, people to do like just things. It's like very hard just to find like some stuff with your liberal. And that's why I also hate it too. Like YouTube, sometimes I thought you used to be a great place to go for tutorials. Not anymore because then everybody makes all these tutorials and it's like, they're not, it, no one hits upon anything that I was looking for. Like, mm -hmm. especially with the Mackie board stuff. And I was trying to, cause they like, uh, Matthew has the old Behringer board. Uh, that we have, I, I, we got the new Mackie for the studio, and I'm sitting there going, like, the pamphlet for the Mackie was, like, two pages, and then I give Matthew his, and Matthew's like, he's like, yeah, but Mackie's on point or anything, and I was like, all right, okay, cool, so I, I jump on YouTube going, people show me some stuff, and I'm like, I haven't, I, I didn't learn anything, I just, I just, I was like, screw it, and I just started messing with the board and go, oh, that's how you do this, how do you yeah. do that, which is probably, like, the best way to do it. That's what I was doing, that's what I have been doing with the Behringer, you gave me the, uh, the instruction booklet, and I... Put but did you at least take the room. sticker out and put it somewhere? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Let's uh, let's cut to a little break. All right. Play a couple of tracks. Come back, and I want to talk wrestling because oh, uh, we'll definitely talk some wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah, you will. You'll talk. I'm, I'm in. Did you watch? I do. I dude, I haven't done. Okay. We'll talk about my life later on the special bonus podcast, which you can buy. I'm kidding. That's a joke. Uh, no, uh, but anyway, on dot com. No, there's yeah. a joke about the bonus bot thing. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, but this, of course, music break is brought to you uh, by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And Matthew, what do you got on the Fro Show tonight? Just some songs. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
Yo. We are back. We be back. Oh, yes. All right. So before the break, uh, Matthew gave us a little bit of a teaser because uh, Matthew's been doing a segment on the show uh, for his wrestling and everything like that. And now we actually have somebody who's been able to watch wrestling yes. and keep up on it. So without further ado. Yes. That's right, brother. It's time for the Wrestling Smackdown News of the Week with... Sorry, and I'm eating popcorn. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So, for the last, I'd say, probably month. Yeah, we've been doing it for a month now. Well, maybe a little bit longer. I've been giving little weekly wrestling updates. <laughs> I love and, that. uh... Yeah, nobody else watches wrestling around, like that I see on a regular basis. So, uh, well, no one. Well, until, there are people, but as far as well, like, no one until now because I kept saying I didn't have the TV access because I don't use cable and stuff. That Matthew's like they have them on Hulu, so I was like, yeah. okay, great. I I apologize because I should have done my research at least. Yeah, you should. But um, I didn't. So that's okay. Uh, yeah, you get the ninety minute uh, cut down episode for Raw and then the ninety minute cut down episode for SmackDown. Yeah, it's actually pretty legit. And so you don't N- have to wait like all the filler and crap. Oh, okay. and then NXT as well. You just get uh-huh. the whole of NXT. Okay, okay. So I'll definitely. Except for their takeover events, I believe. They yeah, but those, because those are pay-per-views. Network exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am a wrestling fan. I was when I was a little kid, and people that listen to the show on a regular basis are probably like, Matt, shut the fuck up. You say this shit every week. No, I don't care. Um, I and there was like a, a gap where um, I went to uh, – it was a WCW event. I think it was Nitro. I think it was Nitro. Um, when it came to town mm-hmm. and it was like on a Monday and it was a school night, my parents let me go and uh, they were like, you have to come home right after. <laughs> and of course the people I went with, we, we ended up going to GameWorks after and I didn't get home until like after midnight and my dad was awake and that sucked. My yeah. dad was pissed. Did your dad bring the SmackDown on you? No, no. But like, it was just. Like, what, what about the thunder? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things like he didn't really have to say anything. It was oh, just like, fuck. Those are the worst. You just, yeah. you just walk you just in, like, you see him. And, yeah. always, and I don't know what it is. They always have the dad chair. Yeah, the it's dad like, chair that's like sitting there like looking at the door. Like it's just like. Like they angle it just so perfectly. <laughs> like you come in and you're like, okay, well, here's the couch. Here's this. And there's that chair. And how they just position that chair. He's just sitting in there when you come home, when you're not like not when you're. You... Underneath like a like light. Yeah, it's always light. a light. That like, curves. Well, it's just like, wait, I don't remember owning that light or that chair when I yeah, left the right, house. Did right. you go out and buy this? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, I did, actually. I did. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. He's like, you know what? No one goes in the shed because that's where I keep and I move it out. Oh. It's all oh, yeah. like, what is wrong with you? So uh, after that, I fell out. I was mm-hmm. like, crap, I'm just in. And then uh, Total Total Divas came on. And oh, my, wa- my wife was watching Total Divas. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And she told me. And, like, I started watching it. I was like, oh, nice. Hey, I know that guy. I know that. And, like, I started seeing old wrestlers and yeah. stuff pop up on it. So it, like, started coming back around. I love that Total Divas is your gateway drug back it, into wrestling. No, it really is. And I, I, I personally love – I love the women's division. Yeah. Oh, well. Like, they – you know, the, the heavyweights and everything are cool, but the, the women fucking tear it up. Oh, no. You want, you want to see me cry? Just have Bailey on screen. I, I you like Bailey? Love Bailey. Uh, when she won the title at NXT Takeover Brooklyn last year, I against legitimately Sa- against was Sasha? crying. Yeah, I legitimately was crying. And then her goodbye from NXT match at Brooklyn this mm. year, I also cried. Her debut on Raw. I, I don't know what it is. I, I have a friend who I used to do a podcast with. Who's like, you know, 
I'm a 31 year old guy. He's uh, in his early 40s, and we're like, I don't know what it is about her, but I cry every single time anything yeah. emotional happens with her. Something she's she, like super positive. Something about her personality. Just, she, she's super positive, yeah. and it, it's rad because like the young kids. It's like Becky. Like I, I, I personally love Becky Lynch. Oh, same here. Um, but with with Becky, um, I'm sorry, Bailey. Um, she's like she's got the young crowd. She's young herself. Like mm-hmm. and like. She's all positivity and like a hugger, and it's all love. It's just, it's cool. Well, if they market her right, she's the female, the women's division uh, equivalent of John Cena. Mm. Like, and she could mm-hmm. be that as big as Cena if they just market her correctly, which they probably won't. Then you know her career will be dead in a year. Well, but that's it is, wrestling. It is WWE. Yeah, so. they're they're good at fucking shit up. <laughs> so I started getting back into it, and then you know watching Raw and, mm-hmm. and, and then SmackDown, and um, this draft was really interesting. Um, to see where which roster went to Raw and SmackDown, and I kind of I kind of talked about it when it happened on here. But now that we have a brand like a brand split for sure, I feel like Raw. I'm obligated to watch Raw. It's the big show. It's, it's the, the obligation. Yeah. But SmackDown's the better show. SmackDown, especially in the last two to three weeks, uh-huh. they've post backlash to- they've totally surpassed. Raw and my enjoyment of watching the show. Raw, actually, the past two weeks on Raw, I've been kind of bored. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? And I love Mick, and I think Mick is a good GM, but I, there's, it's just, there's, it's something's lacking, and they've got the talent. Like, they are the show. I wish some of the roster on Raw would go over to SmackDown and change it up a bit. No, but like but, anytime Kevin Owens is on screen, Jericho with his Jericho list he's been doing Jericho, lately. Dude. Um, there's been a lot of grits. Obviously, you know, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, that you know, whole group. The women's division. The women's weak. division on there is great. Even there's. It's great. Of, it's just really there's there's like no one. Yeah, but even the, and then this burgeoning uh, cruiserweight division they've started up has yeah, all been great. Cruiserweights are but cool. it's the show is so dull to watch half the damn time, and I I definitely fast forward through more raw than anything. Yeah. I never cared that it was a three hour show because I'm like I can watch the whole thing in forty five minutes usually. Right. Right. I uh, there there are some aspects of it that are working. Like I'm back on Sheamus. I think they finally have figured. I think he has finally embraced what he needs to do, and then I think, um, I think they've finally embraced how they need to market him and yeah. pairing him up with Cesaro. I think has actually been. I'm a big, yeah, big Cesaro fan. Oh, absolutely. This got me on Sheamus again, man, and I, I'm intrigued. They're they're now bring. Okay, so they they had a best of seven match, mm-hmm. and uh, at Class of Champions they had their final match, okay, the yeah. seventh match. It was. You know, the, the penultimate of, match. Essentially, yeah. what happened is Sheamus won the first three, yep. and then oh god, how's Cesaro going to do? But Cesaro is the Swiss Superman, so of yep. course he then won the next three. They had their final match at Clash of Champions, which was, which was the pay per view last weekend, but it's a, the Raw exclusive. Okay, pay-per-view. the Raw. Okay. And uh, I didn't actually get to watch Clash of Champions. Oh no! But uh, there was no way for me to watch. My network subscription expired the day before. Oh bummer. And. Uh, uh, I couldn't find a um, totally, totally legitimately legal way to, yeah. to, to view it. There right, was, right, I hear uh, All of my usual sources didn't work out, so I was just like, screw it, I'm just going to read the results. And so, yeah, uh, but essentially my understanding is Seamus uh, had to be escorted out of the ring for, a minute for an in- injury. Was yeah. the storyline yeah. of it. It was a great match, and, and they worked really, really hard and ended up ending the match, like, in the crowd. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and both of them are just exhausted, and yeah, Sheamus is supposedly injured, and and Cesaro's like, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. l- let's finish this match. Like, Mick comes out to call it, and it's like, no, like, 
I want to know who's the best person, yeah, you know? Best person, yeah. So that led to where they are at now, and Mick has made them a tag team. Oh. Well, so the pro- the promise <laughs> was like, well, the promise was yeah. whoever won this would get the shot at a title. Yeah. That okay. was the big thing. They were going to be the number one contender. So it, he it was called the draw because it would be unfair in Mick's words to uh, make it an eighth match. Okay. So they both get a title shot. Well, how do you have two people get to get the shot at the world title? Oh, sorry, the universal title. Stupidest name. I, um, oh yeah. It's so idiotic of a name. <laughs> Even the belt. I hate that belt. Yeah, the belt's fine, but oh, it, I can't stand that. Belt. It's just. I know what you're getting for Christmas. But better not uh, be a universal title. <laughs> I do not want that fucking thing. But how do we have two people go for it instead of doing another cliched triple threat thing? Well, we're going to go with the cliched pair them pair up the two people who hate each other as yeah. champion as yeah. a, a tag team champion run. And uh, yeah, that's, now that's now do you think doing. they're going to have that like thing where they're working together and then one of them betrays the other? No, I think they're going to actually win the titles and yeah. become like okay. the be- they're going to become one of those popular tag teams of all time. Yeah. I genuinely feel that this will be Sheamus's final chance to re- become popular for really the first time in a long time. I was really I think intrigued. Cesaro is also going to get a huge boost that they changed it this way because I was feeling like Savaro. So- oh, man, I can cannot talk tonight. Um, Cesaro was going to go to SmackDown. It re- well, I think that was uh, wasn't that uh, everyone thought it was, and it's supposedly in real life he actually bitched publicly about it and ended up uh, getting a lot of shit for it mm-hmm. because he he bitched about it him and a couple of other people because of SmackDown's the- purpose is kind of because it's a shorter show is to bring a lot of people who should have gotten pushes a while ago and some of the new people to get early pushes mm-hmm. like that was a huge part of what it is I mean look at half their damn roster right right now is 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 all about that aspect so Cesaro was like I can finally get my push if I go to Smackdown and they didn't put him there and he was like well wait but I'm just gonna be ignored again on Raw but they're uh, they're 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 working with it. They're working with it. He's not getting the world title shot that he probably should have gotten a while ago. Yeah. But a tag title shot might be good for him. Somebody's got to take down the new day. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> nah, I don't know. They, they you like the new day? Oh, love them. My so, my my dream interview is Xavier Woods. My dream nice, person. I literally nice. after every Phoenix Comic Con, you know, they put out that survey. Who do you want? I just yeah. read Xavier Woods in three times. Nice. Because <laughs> I'm just I want to interview him so bad. So speaking of speaking of like that, the interviews and stuff. Of course, with uh, Phoenix Fan Fest coming up, we just saw like John Cena. They're doing be huge there. wrestling. John Cena, the Bellas, and Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. So uh, are anybody there that you're like I want to? Oh, Cena. Oh, Cena. I literally want to have a one question interview with Cena. That's all I want. One question thing. Fun note: uh, WWE to request interviews is a joke. Uh, is it? It'd be, like I went finally went through all the red tape to figure it out. Yeah, you have to send a fax in. It's 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 a fax. A fax. I'm gonna do it because I want to interview Cena. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it's. That's funny. Actually. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Uh. I yeah. Because it's just like one of those cases of I mean like I have like my one question thing. I just want to know what was it? I wanted to know his thoughts on on um, uh, the patience of wrestling fans now versus when he first started and does he feel people don't uh, uh, have patience enough for the long form storytelling that wrestling used to be known for it That's used to be known question. for where it'd be two, like you know two years yeah. to build something up and now it's like this person looks like they're going to win the title and they don't win it and people like rage on the internet it's like let the story unfold. I mean, look, I think Daniel Bryan should have, going back a few years, WrestleMania 30, he should have gotten a shot earlier than he did. But they definitely, I feel like, had a story plan in mind that, that fans did not let develop properly. Yeah. And they ended up rushing it. It ended up being a phenomenal moment, and it's good it happened when it did because, you know, his retirement only happened, you know, immediately thereafter, pretty yeah. much. So it's good they did it when they did, but, you know, 
I don't think fans of patience. I'm curious to hear Cena's thoughts as a person who's been in the business for you know nearly 20 years now. It's a good question. And the Josh. face of it. I dig that. That's a cool question. I mean, I'd like to ask literally every major person in wrestling that, but I feel Cena's like the best person to ask. So um, I'd be intrigued to hear that answer too, because I don't necessarily know if somebody asks a question like that. No, you know, everyone asks the generic questions. You know, your favorite matches, things like that. Well, that's yeah. that's something I pride myself on. Is to the best of my ability, I like to ask one unique question in every interview or as unique as possible. Yeah. I was actually one thing I was really happy about with the, the, the Square Enix interview I did mm -hmm. because I asked the question at the very end. I had, they were like, you have time for one more question? Shit, shit, what do I ask? And I asked him what, just something I thought was like, I thought it was actually a generic question, but it was, um, what is the feature of World Final Fantasy that excites you the most? And I watched three different PR people like look around like, Oh, like it was like revolutionary. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not trying to tap myself. Like they were like, no, they like, were like really awesome. awesome. And then you could actually hear on our camera footage, not our mic footage, the PR person lean into Justin, my creative director, and be like, that's a really cool question. We've never heard, he's never been asked that before. That and cool. I was like, sure, oh, right. Ooh, give me great honor. <laughs> it's so, so. <laughs> you're like you dick derailing a, a fair bit there but no no uh, that that's no and that's kind of cool like because i always try to do that when we have guests on the show i try to ask them something i mean i don't even think half of my questions are decent or anything like that i'm just like pimp your shit what do you do this and i'm yeah. all like i'm like anna i was i I'm pretty much my uh a pretty sure question of mine went down to uh with annabelle on the show for whoever's cost would be like so do you like doing calendar like just something <laughs> dumb <laughs> Well, sometimes no, but sometimes you have to ask the dumb generic question to get the person to start talking to then open up yeah. for other questions. It's one of the things I've learned over the years of doing stuff where I get into an interview. Um, I used to avoid doing interviews with people that I just didn't really know yeah. what to say to them. Like, I'd see a person, I'm like, I don't know what to ask. And then I just said, you know, fuck it, let's just do an interview. I'll ask generic questions and maybe something will open up. And that's – I've lucked out in most cases yeah. where they'll tell something and some, a, a thought pops into my head. Um. That's great. But anyway, back to the rest. Yeah, yeah, back <laughs> yeah. to wrestling. I'm sorry, I derailed that. Everybody no, that's fine. So uh, we've just been kind of talking about Raw. So what is your your thoughts and your feelings about Kevin Owens being the the Universal Title Champ right now? I, he needs you to know, have he the needs, World Title. He needs to have that for a long damn time to come. I think Kevin Owens is one of the single most entertaining wrestlers, both on the mic. I'd say he's probably the best person on the mic in the last decade, and I'd say, or at least up there. Um, and I think he is one of the best heels, you know, best bad yeah. guys uh, yeah. we've ever seen in wrestling. I can only think of one person who I think is better than him. Who's that? Sasha Banks. When she was in NXT. NXT, yeah. Uh, if you watch her, uh, what is it, Iron Woman match with Bailey, she plays such an amazing bad guy yeah. in that match. It's it's ridiculous. It's artistry. But I, nice. So I think she's the only person better than him at being a bad guy currently. And then in the ring, he's also phenomenal. He's this big guy who he, yeah, he can a, move guy, yeah. so fluidly. You know, he has such. And he's a, strong such a too. Motion. He's big. He's strong, and. But he's also does his physique. You wouldn't think. No, he, <laughs> oh, really? No, I mean yeah. he literally wears like almost like a girder around his stomach, like a, a girdle. Sorry, not girder. Yeah. <laughs> a girdle around his stomach, pretty much. Like he is a big guy, not just not just tall, but like you know, he's a heavy guy. But he he moves so fluidly, and then not not just that. Unlike a lot of people, like I, I like Dean Ambrose and a few other people in wrestling, but they are very repetitive. Yeah, they do the same shit over and over again. Owens finds like he'll do the same shit over and over, but he well, he's finds an opportunist. ways to do it. That too, and that and that's one thing that makes him different from a lot of the other yeah. wrestlers that we currently have. He he, when he sees an opportunity, he takes it and like, it usually works. Okay. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is like. 
so recently when he won the title, it was this moment, very shocking moment. Even as a longtime wrestling fan, it was still a very shocking moment. And look on his face. I we genuinely, myself, I, I run a, um, a wrestling chat group with the people I used to do a podcast with on Facebook. Okay. We actually had a lengthy, like, 10-minute discussion, like, okay, did he actually know he was winning the title? Because obviously wrestling is a, you know, is a right. work. But, like, did, did, did he know this was happening? Because the look on his face, there was so much emotion. I'm yeah, like, I don't... It really think, and we had to do research, and he, it, it was confirmed that he did. No. He did? Oh, okay. But... <laughs> I, he sold I, it. I, I, yeah. He sold it so ridiculously well. Well, that, that whole chain of events was pretty crazy. I didn't see it coming at all. I uh, know. Like, I was almost... I was honestly going to fast-forward through that match, because I'm like, oh, cool, Roman Reigns is going to win, or uh, Rollins, who I love, is yeah, going to win the match. I'm a, so, I'm a big Rollins So, fan whatever. Too. And then I... You know, thought to myself, eh, whatever, I'll watch it. You know, it, it's the crowning of the title. Let's just watch the match. I'm so glad I did because, uh, and it was spoiled for me also. Oh, and wow. I still did not ruin the emotion. It was cool because the camera angle that they had it, mm-hmm. you didn't know it was coming until you saw the crowd's reaction. Yep. The crowd freaked out, and I was like, what? What's happening? What am I missing? And all of a sudden, Triple H comes out of nowhere, grabs Ronan. See, I can't freaking talk. I'm like, I'm, my mind's running, yeah. running. Um, grabs Roman, puts him in, you know, the fucking pedigree on the like pads. Yep. And like, well, that's the thing is, I think they've figured out how to film stuff again. There was a long time where they, um, gave away their show, but they finally figured out like that 90s style of filming where the crowd sees stuff before you do. So at home you get this like amazing, uh, uh, shock value to yeah, it. Yeah, like they, a different they, experience. That they didn't really do for a long time. But even even in the in the uh, arenas, you get that as well because everyone starts freaking out. And you're like, wait, you know, you're doing like yeah, a whole, like, to... peeking around trying to figure out where where how, what's going on down there. So they've, yeah. they've really figured out how to structure things a lot better in the last, I don't know, maybe year. But I think they've become less, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, it's not stagnant, but they have a, a complacent. Okay. Uh, Wrestling, WWE became very complacent in the years following the demise of WCW because they had no competition. So what do they need to do? They still really don't have competition because TNA is a joke. Um, Right. Ring of Honor is great, but it doesn't measure up in level to it. Um, And then what is it? There's uh, New Japan. Well, you got New Japan, but you got New Japan, but that's still that's um, so disconnected. That's that's so disconnected. Uh, They didn't only start acknowledging New Japan for the first time in the last year, and that they're a partner at this point. And then there's. there's the one that's on El Rey. I'm forgetting what it is. That's very scripted, uh, theatrical to it. Uh, but in any case, again, but none of these are competitions. And then finally, WWE created their own competition purely by accident with NXT, where uh, Vince McMahon, who was the complacent person running the main WWE stuff, uh, was doing his whole thing, being complacent. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque, was uh-huh. running NXT and was allowed to do what he wanted. And as a not uh, not a complacent person, you know, someone who I think actually does pay attention to fan stuff. Uh, oh, I think he, he's... I think he truly does. He, NXT has been great. Well, that thing is then NXT started really taking off, and what was the difference between NXT and, and Raw and SmackDown? Well, NXT was these great live shows where they embraced the energy of the people, and they gave them what they wanted. Yeah. And suddenly, and then they did that with the Cruiserweight Classic as well, where they really embraced what people wanted, and suddenly I think Vince McMahon kind of started realizing... We, we need, we need, we, we need yeah. to take some of this. So what are they doing? So they really brought back a lot of the classic thing. And again, they definitely do listen in a lot of aspects because uh, – did you watch the Cruiserweight Classic at all? I didn't. I only um, – And the reason why I didn't was I've already got Raw. I've already got SmackDown mm-hmm. weekly. Yep. I've got the pay-per-views, which now are <laughs> – they're almost too frequent now. 19 a year. 
There well, are 19 pay-per-views specifically for Raw slash SmackDown a year. And that's with the split? That's with the split. Okay. Because, uh, like, we just we just watched Backlash, I which could, was great. Sorry, 19 for this year. It's actually going to be more next year, I Jeez. believe. Like, we watched Backlash, which was great. Mm-hmm. Class of Champions just happened, mm-hmm. and now we're going into No Mercy. Uh-huh. And it's like, Another and No week. Mercy is like, and not this weekend, but next weekend. Mm-hmm. So, like... My no, wife and I, my wife's like, really? A, like, a pay-per-view, like, already? Like, because yeah. she, she likes to see the t- the titles change and all that stuff, but she's like, we just had that. You really are, we're going to have to start getting to the point of embracing one brand or the other kind of stuff, because mm-hmm. there is just so much going on. But with the Cruiser Classic, I only watched the one episode, but one event that happened in it, I guess, I, I wish I, I, I wish I knew we were talking wrestling, I would have had the, the name of the guy, but there's this one guy who just also debuted, um... I believe I got the ABO NXT or Rob. But anyways, he had this amazing match and okay. everyone literally were just chanting, sign him, sign him, sign him, stuff like that. And as he's walking back and he came back out and like, you know, blew kisses the people and thanked them. He's in tears. And Triple H literally just out of nowhere who hadn't been seen because he's not really he's running it, but he's not part of it. Right. Walks out, grabs the guy, gives him a hug, gives the thumbs up to the fans like, yeah, we're nice. hiring him. Like, so we're confirming this. So, so now he that definitely the, listens. Now you know? that the cruiserweights are on raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we've got uh, TJ. Perkin. TJ Perkins, who has one of the coolest freaking intros ever. Oh, I did had no idea when he came out. It was all eight bit. I was yeah. like, oh, what? I had, to, I had to look it up because everyone was freaking out. I didn't get to watch. Class oh, it was, cool. it, it was cool. It was really cool. Cool. I really hope his uh, health bar though. Like if he ever gets injured, his health bar is not at maximum. Oh, and that'd I really be want to see way get, cool. I want to see like them actually be smart and have him get the shit kicked out of him in a match, like just like decimated. Yeah. And just like the health bar just appears on the Titantron every now and again, like diminishing. Oh, like that'd if, be if they, super if, cool. If they're smart, they. We'll Steve, I think like you that. like this dude, TJ Perkins. Well, the cruiserweights, first of all, the cruiserweights are badass. Okay. Yes. Like they're so like they do crazy moves. They're acrobatic. Well, like the energy is so high, and it's not just oh, the acrobatics. Cruiserweights, to be clear, are smaller sized. Right, two hundred five and less. Yeah, like it, it, it's one of those kind of things. Which uh, I was very surprised when there was a, a cruiserweight in the classic who was uh, the same height I am. Because, and I shouldn't have, and it's good I didn't, but I only reason I didn't look into becoming a wrestler when I was a kid <laughs> yeah. was because I'm like, well, I'm too short to do it. And now, and I'm like, uh, I mean, I really, it's, I shouldn't because I, I don't like pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have been horrible at it. But that being said, uh, it was really cool for me to see some of my height. But yeah, like, it's just under a certain weight limit. Yeah. That's it. So there are people who are technical as well. But it is primarily a lot of high oh, flyers. See, I didn't even know that kind of stuff. That's kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, And like, his intro is cool. It's all like... Mm-hmm. 8-bit video game. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, okay, cool. yeah. He, he, he kind of looks like like Mac from uh, Punch-Out. Oh, are yeah. you serious? Like no, he looks Mac? like Little Mac, yeah. yeah he like, 100% yeah. Uh, totally looks like him. It's uh, funny. Just, just darker skin, but I oh. mean... Yeah. Uh, uh, I but, think, well, Little Mac actually like the revitalized look of him. Actually, yeah, like, yeah, not the, sure. not like Yeah, not the uh, the Nintendo Little Mac, but like how they like revitalized the Wii U him. One, yeah. or not the Wii U one, but the Wii one that came out with the Punch-Out. Like even him with Smash Brothers. Yeah. Zeal kind of thing. Which, God, he's a good character, but get him in a level where there's no, like, <laughs> ground for him. He's fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, Cedric Alexander? Yeah. That's yeah. my dude. He's that's, pretty awesome. That's my cruise, my cruiserweight for sure. I still haven't really picked that. Somebody, I was a huge, huge fan of, uh, shit, what was he, um... Brian Kendrick. Sorry, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan of him a long time ago, like, back when he first debuted, uh as spanky against john cena kind of thing like yeah. in 2002 i was a huge fan of him so like 
I, I I love that he's he's back in there, but I'm still trying to embrace like the the young blood kind of people as yeah. well. Um, so I haven't really like picked up on really someone quite yet. Okay. With yeah, him, I, he's he's pretty rad. Like, but um, I think I think he's gonna be good, dude. I think he's gonna Cedric's. I think Cedric's gonna be. Not to go on too long do. with wrestling, because I imagine there's other stuff. But uh, <laughs> do you watch NXT at all? So uh, NXT is on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and n- not really because I'm. So okay, I'm I pretty much kind of like uh, getting off my wrestling kick a little bit because okay. I'm getting rid of Hulu, so I'm not gonna really be able to watch it easily. Uh, NXT is the only thing I'm upset about missing, and for one thing, Bobby Roode. So I've heard about Bobby Roode, and I heard that his opening that he just his, did not too long ago was well, like the NXT Takeover was crazy. His entrance at NXT Takeover was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. In wrestling. Did he come from the ceiling? No, like he he was on like a risers, but it was uh, a couple stories high. And okay. It was just him, uh, I liked him, you know, Robert Roode, when he was in TNA. Yeah. And but when he debuted, he has without even exaggeration the single greatest theme music in the history of wrestling. I will go on record as saying like. It is. It is so intensely amazing. Uh, His his music, because for a while wrestling got into this like new rock thing where it was like all the same generic rock stuff, and this is just like so like they made a behind the music about the making of this theme music and. Be, and they did it for him and both Shinsuke Nakamura, who coincidentally both of them have two of the greatest theme music and also got major, massive entrances at the last NXT TakeOver oh, okay. kind of thing. And Nakamura's um, – intr- uh, so I didn't see Bobby's, but Nakamura's, I'm like, dude, okay, wrap it up. Well, it was very long, but the thing is, when in your life have – did you ever think you'd see the day when, like, was it a 15 however thousand wrestling fans were standing ovation cheering a violin player? Like, that mm. is not the right crowd for that at all, but there yeah. was a violin player playing the intro, and it was amazing. Oh, we had really been cool. joking about in our armbar chat about, like, earlier that day, like, he needs to have a violin. Okay, Robbie Ray. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This is almost, like, very clean. For, for, for wrestling. Yeah. I sing this. Like this is how I, this is gonna be my um my waking up music soon. This alarm. is gonna be my music for when I get done having sex with the girl now. She won't come back, but I don't care. Like uh, NXT is gonna be in Vegas in yeah, December, that is really... and I it's the closest it's come to Phoenix so far, and it's t- I'm looking so hard into doing a Vegas trip because I so badly wanna uh, see when NXT in, live. When in dis- when in uh, December, like the, either the seventh uh. or the seventeenth. <laughs> oh, ah, oh, man, one of those dates. The seventeenth, I'm it, not. I'll, the seventeenth, I can't. I'll look it up. I know. I That's just my saw, holiday I, Christmas party. I you saw my real. I literally party. just saw Matthew like I've done this with a concert road trip. Yeah, let's do it. Because I need to see Bobby Roode in person. Uh, let's see. It comes to That's the, pretty funny. Yeah. That becomes the next. Oh no! So pre-sale started yesterday. Okay. Tickets on sale today. Uh, God damn, I hit this site loads like crap. Uh, wow, where's this information? Oh, December 17th. Can't do it. <laughs> damn. It's my holiday Christmas party. Ah. I'll make my wife go. And this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, wow, yeah. Oh, I, I even like this. I'm like, here it is. So this is a live violin player play this. 
Oh, that's awesome. With a, like, very overly long uh, intro to it as well. Well, I- I'm listening to it right now. It really reminds me of, like, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Ryu, or, like, you well, know... If you see Shinsuke Nakamura, he's very much that kind of person. Which, by the way, uh, Shinsuke versus Samoa Joe match was the single most brutal... Yeah, Well, did was... you see the people joking about that match beforehand? Like, uh, so both of them are known as being very stiff wrestlers, and for people who don't know what that term means, stiff wrestling is essentially people who actually, like, connect with a lot of stuff. Um, you, if you wrestle against someone who wrestles stiff, you're gonna get hurt, kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke and Joe are both known for this, and the joke on Twitter for the hours leading up to this takeover thing was uh, everyone in that auditorium is going to be have broken like jaws after this because like it's just gonna, people are going to get hurt and yeah uh, you can literally watch uh, the ending of the match yeah. you can watch in live real time so Joe's jaw get completely and utterly broken oh wow and like you see this gro- this big guy this big tough guy who I've watched for a decade. In hysterics, crying as he's being pinned. Was, he's an absolute hysteric. It was, it, yeah. It physically hurt to watch. Oh, wow. I had to go like, back and, because I, I heard about it instantly, I was like, whoa, what? Yeah, like you had to go, like I watched it happen and I thought, wow, Joe is really selling this. And then I went back and then I read, oh, no, no, like his jaw was completely and utterly dislocated. And I oh, went wow. and back and watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, that is a grown man crying in the middle of the ring. All right. <laughs> that was upsetting. What are your th- thoughts about this, dude? What? I don't know. Oh, there we go. Not recognizing yet. Why am I not recognizing Okay. Finn Balor, come on. The yeah. Demon King! I mean, see, and then right then and there, that almost sounds like a, like, almost like Metallica. A little bit. A little bit. So, Finn Balor hooked me because I thought he was so dumb when he debuted in NXT. I didn't know about um, his 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 history. I knew nothing about him. Yeah. He debuted as uh, Hideo Itami's uh, partner a, few, a couple of years ago in NXT, and was cool. But then the first NXT takeover he premiered, he did the Demon King thing, and it was the first time in my life, and the only time in my life prior to Bobby Roode's entrance, I have ever heard the holy shit chant for an entrance because it was so intense. I, no, I love Finn Balor. Oh, actually, no. Let me take this back. This actually sounds like new, <laughs> I love, I love new version, new version of like Castlevania games. Ah, yeah, okay. So, uh, I, 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 no, I love a, Finn I'm, Balor. I'm a big fan. And fan. I was very upset when he got injured. I in, know, when man. he got in, injured by Seth, injures everyone. Rollins. Yeah, and I told I told you this on the show. Like, yeah, Seth's got the history of yeah, he injuring about people. He, end, he ended Sting's career essentially. Uh, he he just I mean. Uh, destroyed Finn Balor's uh, Universal shot, which was like the most surprising damn thing that that actually happened. Yeah, but, but well, to pop it back in, yeah, continue I mean, the match. You can watch him pop his shoulder back in the match and continue and put on an amazing, amazing performance amazing for another performance. like 10, win the title minutes. and just be like, yeah, sorry, bro. That, yeah, you were saying that because you were saying like he was a, he's a very good wrestler, but he does stuff where you're like, okay, like he kind of goes off. No. The, no that's Seth. That's Seth. Seth so that's Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins yeah. does a lot of really amazing stuff, but he has a couple of moves that he, no matter how many times he does, he hasn't just doesn't do right any single yeah. time. Though I will say Finn getting hurt looked like – I still feel like it looked like it was more – on it Finn's was fault because his arm goes out yeah. and then you can see it hit the uh, barricade. And I definitely think that Seth 
surprised him with the move. Maybe they hadn't discussed it beforehand, and Finn just hadn't uh, been prepared for it. Because it definitely was both of their faults. Unlike the Sting thing, which I will blame 100% yeah, I, on, on Seth Rollins. I'm definitely not accusing Seth of, like... Yeah. What happened? It's just unfortunate the way it happened, but the yeah. fact that Finn was able to, for one, know it happened, pop it back in, yep. and, and continue, continue the match. match. It was pretty crazy, but no, I I, I really like Finn Balor a lot. He, from everything I've heard, is one of, like the nicest guys on the planet, yeah. uh, and I think he does just amazing work. And I cannot, beyond, cannot wait for him to come back. I just hope you know WrestleMania. Man. Rob- well, that's the thing is they need what they need to do is have a surprise person for the Universal Title as the competitor. Or a surprise third party kind of thing. Okay. And don't tell anyone. Like, really be smart about this WWE. And then just have Finn's entrance hit and give him that ridiculous WrestleMania entrance. So, the, oh, Which, yeah. the one thing I've said, we've joked about for years. Because as far as entrances goes, Finn is the counterpoint to Undertaker as far as entrances go. If you yeah. do them right. Yeah. So... Like if Undertaker, love Undertaker, but come on, buddy. No, it's, it's I don't need fucking fifteen minutes of you walking down to well, the fucking that's, ring. That's you the do. Thing. It takes me that long. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but that that's the thing with Balor. At least though. I know that guy. Balor, if he's like in the main event, they're gonna have to start his damn entrance. Like his hour and a half. His his makes Takers look short. I still say because Takers is mostly long because of his his age at this point yeah. and the mysticism of it. Yeah. Balor is a spry guy. Like his entrance could be cut down, and it's gonna so, be so long. <laughs> I'm a fan of Balor, but when he came out with that fucking leather, and I actually like the leather jacket. I do too. I, th- I think he looks pretty fucking sharp. But like the first time it came out, and he kept on like popping the collar, and I was like, "All right, fucking Fonzie, like <laughs> shit, dude, just get in the fucking ring." What I like about Balor, is, though, mostly is uh, it's one of the rare times I've gotten my wife to actually watch wrestling attentively. Oh yeah, where she's just like, "He's so pretty." <laughs> Usually, only the women's matches she watches because they're so pretty. Yeah, there are. <laughs> so so okay, yeah, we, we kind of started off with like the women, then we've just been going. But yeah, um, I would like to know. For one, out of the the rosters right now, who's your your top wrestler that you would say, um, both male and female? So favorite wrestler. I, th- I already know the female one. Well, no, favorite wrestler. Period is Sasha Banks. Okay. Just nice. favorite wrestler doesn't matter, male or female. I love Sasha Banks. Uh, though if but if we were to split it up, uh, it's Sasha and Bailey. If we're just looking specifically at women's wrestling, but Sasha for overall favorite male, and we're saying active. Active wrestler? Yeah, let's do active. Okay, so favorite active male wrestler would be... Oh, I don't... You know what? I I, I think about this a lot. Yeah. I mean, it could be it could be Owens, it could be Rollins. Um, hmm. I don't know. What's yours? Like, I need to think on this for a second. So, I'm, I'm actually... <laughs> I'm actually a big Roman Reigns fan. And... And mm. people don't like Roman, but... It's WWE's fault they don't like Roman. It's not necessarily his fault. But I feel like he and the last... Going up against Rusev and their storyline that they've been doing, he's actually progressed a lot. Like, I've seen progression like, in Roman. And, I, and now that he's got the US, the US title... Uh, I'm intrigued to see kind of where it goes. I wish they just embraced him as a villain because for most of the Rusev storyline, Rusev was blatantly the hero and, and Roman was blatantly the villain for everything that was going on. And I wish they just acknowledged it. <laughs> but I liked of... I liked Roman when he was comical. Like... No, I did. I, I did too. And I think he's he has a lot of potential. Yeah. I, I, you could definitely tell someone's training him on the mic because he was not good on the mic for a long time. Yeah. You could tell he's getting training in that. I, 
I just think he's a person that if they had just started his push one year later, he'd actually be a popular person. Okay. But they just pushed him up before he was ready because Vince, you know, saw the next John Cena and didn't wait for him to actually become the next the John, John Cena. Cena. Okay, okay. Um, but but the females, um, I love Sasha, um, and I love Becky. Um, I have mad respect for Charlotte, though. Charlotte's great. I, I hate that people don't like her because, like, she's outstanding, especially now that they've kind of started um, bringing her away from, you know, her father, Ric Flair. Right. Now that they've started actually making her her own entity instead of Ric Flair's daughter, they've actually – she's grown in um, working with um, Dana. She's actually – improved drastically yeah. I, I really loved when dana worked with uh, emma and nxt but they've actually made something really good there um her moonsault is that the uh is that the she, yeah she has a moonsault yeah she does a gorgeous one she, off the top dude, row outside her legs are so long mm -hmm. that when she does it it's just like it just goes and she does that backflip and she lands and like when she does it off the top rope onto the mats mm -hmm. is awesome um but yeah i i love her moonsault so, okay, favorite wrestler active right now I for male wrestlers. I'm just going to – for the main roster stuff, I'm going to say Kevin Owens just for okay. the total package. But if I had to choose, it would be just everything in WWE-related stuff. It would probably be uh, probably either Bobby Roode or uh, Shinsuke. Okay, cool. Just because I think um, total package over there, they're, they're great. But And I think once either one of them gets to the main roster, that's just going to be – that's it. So I, f I think it's going to be Shinsuke and uh, – Joe, they probably are hitting the main roster at WrestleMania. They're going to be. That's the, what I would the, think too. The night after WrestleMania, the two of them are going to be. I think Bobby. And they'll Roode, be there. Mm -hmm. the, they will be at WrestleMania in some capacity, but I think that I don't think they may not have their debut until the night after necessarily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bobby Roode will be SummerSlam next year. He is being. They're okay. doing NXT's doing the um, the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic, which they did last year yep. to honor Dusty Road, which uh, was won by. Uh, was a one by Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, which started their rivalry. Um, on NXT last week, they paired a Bobby Roode with Ty Dillinger, who I've loved Ty Dillinger for okay. a while, and they're finally giving him a push. He's the perfect ten. Yeah. And he started off this like really cheesy guy, but like he has just got this charisma about him, which is great. They've paired the two of them up into the I think it's like the the Golden Ten or the Glorious Ten or something like that. It's probably it, Glorious it was, Ten, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I thought it was Golden for a little while because Golden was a huge aspect of uh, Robert Roode's Robert, Robert character when he was that uh, in TNA before you know he moved to WWE and they couldn't call him Robert Roode because he, he, there is right, a Robert Roode right. previously. Uh, so I'm looking forward to them just winning the Duster Texan Classic because uh, the two of them put together is just charisma through the damn roof. Nice. And two of the best theme musics nice. in wrestling. Well, man, I I don't want to take wrestling up yeah. all night. So. We could do, is uh, Hulk Hogan we're, we're, still wrestling? Uh, he is banned from WWE. Yeah. So oh, no. is he? Oh, yeah. After his whole... Uh, oh, yeah, assorted, brother! All his assorted scandals, he pretty yeah. much has What about a, Randy well, Savage? He's, he's very long dead. What? He's been dead oh. for about a decade almost. Yeah, I knew yeah that. you knew that. Yeah. He got a call yeah, I made a joke on the first time it happened. I was like, oh, yeah, slap it to a tree. And he, it was not well liked. I'm still very upset about that idea. I am too. <laughs> no, I liked him. Yeah, no, he, he, was my, he is my favorite of all time. He was a good uh, one. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding with that. I know that they're long passes. So. Yeah. I did not know the thing about Sting, though, well, him getting he, very badly injured. So, yeah, him yeah. With him, he was because we all dreamed of a Sting-Taker match. That's been the dream of wrestling fans for 30 years now. Yep. And then he wrestled <laughs> Rollins at, what was it, the end of last year. And Rollins does this thing where he powerbombs the person into the corner, uh, top rope. 
uh, top turnbuckle, sorry. And Sting took it wrong. Yeah. And it, during the match, uh, you, Sting literally goes to do like a running clothesline to Rollins and just, just collapses. collapses. Oh man. And that, and then uh, at WrestleMania this year, uh, he got ducked to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which we thought was everyone thought was going to be the announcement of the Taker match. Taker was going to come out in some way, shape, or form. And nope, he announces retirement. And that's it. Yeah. Now the dream is just, can we just have Sting and Taker in the middle of a ring? Like, I don't give a shit just if they talking. wrestle. Just literally standing in the middle of the ring making eye contact. Yeah. Like, I don't care what it is. I That's... think the only time you've ever saw those matches was, like, on the video game where you could oh, yeah. just pin those two together or whatnot. Uh-huh. I remember doing that with the N64, like, yeah. wrestle games and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that. You, you create your wrestlers and throw stuff together. Which I still have not popped in. I you have it. You I downloaded, downloaded those, I right? own it. I just haven't touched the new. That was free for Xbox. Yeah. I, bought, I bought that for uh, my PlayStation 4. That was the. Uh, I got it for 15 bucks. It was a Black Friday. Came with my system. Bought it. Played it for 10 hours and returned it. Ah. I, it's one of the worst wrestling games I've ever played. It is the, so, uh, so broken. It. Yeah. Like the actual. Yeah. And it's not just like. The, the actual wrestling is sluggish as hell. The story <laughs> mode is dull. I mean, it's so many things. I'm and I'm still excited for the next one. I'll be excited every year because I I love making let's plays in yes. wrestling games. There's nothing more fun. Well, they're get, pumping 2017. I the commercials they're playing. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Look, like, the, stuff behind it. the story mode is something that was in part scripted by Paul Heyman, so I'm very interested in that because I'm a huge Heyman guy. The uh, um, the pinning system on 2K16 is horrible. Oh yeah. Uh, well, though, here's my big issue with 2K16. But it's a fun is, game. It's you, fun to make characters. If, if you play, <laughs> no, I, I play... saw Megan, so I was dying laughing. Yeah, my wife made one. a character, and he, it's, he's called Buzzsaw. Nice. I'll show you. It's no, ridiculous. It's, it's fucking good. <laughs> my issue with 2K16, though, is you play a 10-minute match, and you pull off four of your own finishers, and you still can't pin the damn person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. They still True. won't go down, and it's like... God, this I, I I realize it shouldn't be like the old days where you know you do you could pull off seventeen finishers in a row or you could do one finisher it doesn't really matter and you just pin the guy and it's so easy like I realize that we don't want the easiness we want some more realism to make yeah it more you want it well you want it to be fun but you also want it to be challenging well, but you also don't want it to be that ridiculous because games do this all the time where you get to a certain it's like why is this so freaking hard so freaking fast a wrestling game needs the up and down you need the storytelling wrestling I get that but it shouldn't be the point that if I successfully pull off my finisher. Uh, multiple times they kick out. Like, okay, uh, uh, in wrestling now, there's a huge thing where people always kick out the one time at the finisher. I get that, but Jesus, like, this guy is literally bleeding. His uh, health meter or whatever is all red. Like, he's dead. His his fictional children are calling in and asking, is daddy going to survive the night? They're like, what do, do I get from the will? he's still kicking out. Uh, yeah, see, another a game that did that big time, which was the biggest thing, was the, the basically the PlayStation version of Smash Bros., where it's like you literally had the idea, uh, what Nintendo did, and you were going to incorporate PlayStation characters, like the PlayStation All-Stars mm-hmm. Battle, you know. I got the game for free, and I wanted money back. Because I was like, I have to build up, you You, you could beat the crap out of each other no matter what, and no one will get thrown out of the ring until you use a special. Yep. And I was like, really? This is the format? I'm like, you literally, okay, I'm like, first off, you already went to the, to the fact that you're ripping off another game, which is fine, but you literally took all the great aspects of that game and then just like nope throw that away we're gonna do our we're playstation we know what we're doing and the game failed miserably well that's why they finally you know brawlhalla has been on pc for a while now in uh in in uh beta and that's why playstation jumped at the opportunity to get exclusive rights to put that on their system because brawlhalla does it right they copy and improve on super smash brothers which makes sense like 
yeah, Nintendo came up with the formula. It worked for them. Mm-hmm. It keeps working for because, of course, every time they announce, hey, there's a new Smash Bros. game, I'm fucking right and center. I'm like, dude. And they finally took the idea that I've been saying to do since uh, the Wii version, Brawl, where I'm like, give us downloadable characters. Give us mm-hmm. all this stuff. And they're doing it. And I'm like, and look, yes, I'm paying that money, but I don't care because I'm like, oh, I get to play as this character. Yeah, I get yeah. to play as this character. I'm like, they would they made so much more money off of that game doing that thing. And PlayStation, on the other hand, like, I have the game for free, and I have a couple, like, and I like the idea, I like these people fighting each other, I like the moves, like, what they came up with, and some of the characters Mm -hmm. they brought back, but some of the people they did not use in that game, which I was like, was a loss, I was like, you should have done Crash Bandicoot, you should have done, uh, I was like, you could have done Laura Croft, because she was literally a PlayStation, you know, almost first. And when I say these names, I'm like, Spyro, you should have brought Spyro into it, and everyone's like, looking at me, going like, that's such a better roster, what you created right now, than what PlayStation pulled. I was like, yeah, it's fun to play as the Big Daddy, but technically, Bioshock was on Xbox before it was on PlayStation. Like, they released that, like, a couple of, you know, things later, so I'm all like, I don't know what they were doing with that one. So I was like, I would love to see another one of those Battle Royale games from PlayStation, or even if Xbox did one, but I'm like, look, you're already stealing from Nintendo, might as well just say, yes, we know. Like, literally, your tagline should be all like, like, Xbox Brawlers, yeah, we're stealing this from Nintendo. Like, just, (laughs) we don't care, like, we'll play it. PlayStation. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Oh, Speaking of which, are you a bigger PlayStation uh, pr- like Pro or uh, Xbox Pro, or do you just play everything equally? I I play on PC more than anything these okay. days. Um, I've had bad luck. I, I was an Xbox almost fanboy with the 360. Okay. Loved it with all my heart. But I think I bought uh, five Xbox 360s uh, essentially over over the years, and n- and not one broke. I bought them for reasons. Oh, like, okay. Like I never had a bad experience. With okay, the I was expecting like I had to do it because of ring. Nope. I know I was like, oh, okay, yeah. No, I had a. I was fine with them. Um, I bought one for myself. I replaced it with the Elite, and then re- replaced that with the the R2D2 one. I bought my best uh, friend one, and I bought my wife one. Okay. Essentially, and then um, I hated the PS3 because I hated the controller so much. I've never liked the DualShock that much, and the PS3 one really threw me off. Yeah, PlayStation Three burned me. But um, with the Xbox One, I've had the Xbox One since day one, and it. Uh, I'm on my fifth Xbox One, and I if really I, if, and I all warrantied because they every one of them has had broken in some way, shape, or form. My current what? one is a piece of garbage. Yeah. Absolutely, I hate the system like with a fire. I think I posted last year, I'm like, um, wow. how can I trade this in for a PS4? Mine blown. Yeah, because yeah. mine is in still proper working That's order. That's what everyone, yeah. everyone says to me. And I, look, I don't have luck with technology in general. No, but it's just like, surprising because apparently, Matthew has a day one one, and yours still works, like, perfectly. Yeah. Like, I just have had so many issues with it over time. Um, so I've just, at this point, if it's not an Xbox exclusive that I'm super into, I just don't play it. Well, okay. now you have Xbox anywhere, so. Yes, well, and there's also that as well. Yeah, yeah. so you don't need uh, a... Which doesn't work very well from everyone I'm talking to. We, oh, really? we, we've been trying to get it working yeah, I've in, heard, in I've, the studio. I've heard that that happening now like they had this cool idea well, and now it doesn't seem to be syncing you up have very to well. you have to jump through hoops to actually get the update on windows 10 it's not like an automatic thing you have to jump through all these hoops to get it because they uh and there's just a lot of issues with setting it up um it's expected to work better by the end of the year but it's just it's much like windows 10 which did not launch very well <laughs> right it's yeah. the exact same thing that's microsoft, what we got the 1.1 1. 1 now yeah something. microsoft just releases shit very excitedly and then forgets oh it's not actually working you know kind of thing so it'll, that'll be fine probably yeah ah yeah that was premature i definitely like shit this. yeah sorry if i'm gonna buy console and it's not exclusive i'm gonna probably go ps4 personally okay. 
Um, PlayStation. Unless it's something that I require playing with people online kind of stuff. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I, yeah, I will give Xbox the credit on that one. Absolutely. Um, well, it's not even that for me. It's, it's literally I run a site, and I need to know who has what system. Oh, okay. It, it's all about that for me. So we lean PC whenever possible. It's no, the that's easiest thing for yeah. us. And then um, our team is split almost perfectly... Uh, I think like Xbox to PlayStation, like Xbox ratio. to PlayStation ratio. PlayStation. So for the non-PC people or for the people who have multiple stuff, so it's just like, where are we playing this? What are we gonna do with the content? Sony. For sure. <laughs> I just figured we just start saying Sony. What? Uh, so okay, so me and Matthew had this this little uh, discussion or whatnot, and uh, like I I can see where like like PlayStation obviously came out of the gates. PlayStation. Running. Yeah, they came out of the gates running right after the E3 when uh, the four was announced. Uh, did their whole, you know, thing. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, the four. Yeah. Oh, oh, You're talking oh. about PlayStation. Uh, Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, I won't. I won't. Fine. And you, no, you're good. You ruined it. Oh, did I? Done. Did I piss off Matthew? No more effects. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but, so they came out of the gates running. I understand they're probably losing steam right now, especially with the Xbox S that came out a lot more. People yeah. like, oh, if you got 4K, it's a little bit better, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we knew that VR was coming out. And I'm like, okay, VR's coming out at the end of the year. You guys are going to be first on that market. Perfect idea. I'm like, yeah, $300. I'm like, I did not think the thing was going to be cheap. It looked very expensive just because you put a lot of work, effort into this. But right. to be releasing the Pro a month later, I thought was a dumb idea because I'm like, okay, you already have people who have a PlayStation 4. If PlayStation. They're, if they're going to get the VR, they're going to be set. I knew you wanted to do that. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> they want to get the VR, and that's good and stuff like that because they already purchased this. They want this. It's going to work the same. And then they're bringing this Pro out. And I'm kind of like, this soon? Because I'm like, I don't know anybody because I already told – I asked Matthew. I'm like, dude, if I gave you 1000 bucks thousand bucks which i pretty much would cover a pro and that vr set yeah would you go out and do that and matthew was even like i, I don't think i would he's like i'll just take your money well, the, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a thousand bucks yeah man i got this they've done nothing hey, did you buy it yeah <laughs> working great man like <laughs> sounds like, like you're in mexico like, yeah yeah what are you doing out there i'm not I'm playing the vr man it's great it's really realistic <laughs> yeah. but they, they did nothing to really sell him on the pro like a uh, kind of funny a greg miller's group yeah a huge playstation huge Sony people and even they I, I was watching their stream when they were doing that whole meeting and even they're just like do not buy the pro this is like yeah nobody has a fucking need for this it's the stupidest thing ever if you're gonna buy a um what is it the next level system every almost everyone you'd ask is like just go buy the Xbox uh S, uh, yeah. X that uh, S that came out because that's the way to go or wait for uh, uh was it? Scorpio, yeah, Scorpio, Scorpio essentially for Xbox and then Sony's not going to do equivalent like uh, at least at this time it's like there there's nothing about this that any consumer needs there's, there's literally nothing about it um even if you're going to even if you're going to have the VR headset I mean, there's no even if you have a 4K TV, there's barely a damn need for it. Right. Yeah, see, that was the thing. I just thought it was a weird marketing tool for them because I'm like, oh look, you're already you're beating out because obviously Xbox apparently with the partnership, I could be wrong because you know more of this stuff than I do. Uh, might he be thinks. the Oculus, you know, because uh, they did do like testing and stuff like that. Now I'm not sure if that's going to be their VR well, I mean, standard the Oculus, or they're going to do their own. I mean, Oculus is primary PC. Um, Xbox is. Good. I mean, Xbox right now is uh, their big thing is uh, augmented reality, you know, right. virtual yeah, reality, that was the Hololens. So that that's their big thing. They're not really approaching VR in any way, shape, or form. I think most people assume the Scorpio is going to have some kind of VR component. Probably I, because I, they'd be stupid not to at this point. Well, they might. I, they would be stupid not to do it. And my pull on it would be like, all right, well, 
have compatibility with Oculus, well, the, have compatibility with Vive. Exactly. Like, no, they, 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 as long as they don't go proprietary, they'll be fine. Right. But they yeah. do not need their own proprietary headset. And I'm really hoping, because we still don't know with all my heart that PlayStation VR um, works with a PC as well, which there are a lot of rumors it will, or that it can be made to work yeah. with it. Because, again, that will be a huge selling thing on it. Because right now, the PSVR is so much better than the Oculus, but it's only for PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, it would be a competitor to the Vive if they just brought it to PC and would sell so much more. Because like, like you were saying, so like Xbox is not jumping into that right now because most likely what they're going to do is kind of like what the, everyone did with the Wii when it first came out. They go, okay, wow, this motion sensor stuff is working. Okay, what can we do to do it? And Xbox decided we're going to go with a bar and you're the controller and PlayStation decided to go, let's make fun of the system for a year and then pretty much rip them off and fail miserably. That's the other problem. That's the other problem I had with PlayStation with the PlayStation 3 era was the entire time. They're like that kid in the back of your college class where the teacher's like, well, we're done for the lesson 30 minutes early. You can guys go home if you don't have any questions. There was like, and there's that one motherfucker who's like, mm -hmm. yeah, so I don't understand it. You're like, shut the fuck up, PlayStation 3. <laughs> I was waiting for Matthew to be like, PlayStation uh, PlayStation. <laughs> oh, he's depressed now. But yeah, like I was like, okay, so I was like, Sony's gonna coin the market on this. They're gonna release theirs first. See how's everything done. But like to release that system like a month later, I was like, that is so like dumb because it's like, yeah, you can make a shit ton of money from your VR, but you're gonna that fucking system might. It's like basically what you just did. You just did the Sega Saturn move. I still think this will be way more successful than that. But I mean, I don't think they need to actually really sell all the many of the pro to to. to to make it a worthwhile project mm -hmm. because they're not um the reason sony is doing the pro i personally believe is to try to sell more 4k tvs pro and that's oh. where they're going to make more money is off that's the 4k true. tv than off the pro and i think that's really uh going to be huge and you're going to see a lot of black friday deals on a, right. a playstation pro with a, with a sony bravia you yeah know? that's true yeah like you're going to see a lot of deals at best buy and amazon and all these other places doing stuff like that and sony's going to make a good pull man i didn't think of that good pull i literally just thought of that right now yeah. I, wish, I wish i thought of that when we you were doing content so, for you know so dick if they're literally like get a get a playstation get a get a sony like you know 4k tv and get a free xbox s with it like the the company totally just fucks over Sony with that where they're all like you're buying the TV and you're getting an Xbox product pretty much and everyone's all like oh what the fuck was this bundle I don't like so I, I don't know what the <laughs> so they're looking at me like no I'm not joining your game PlayStation <laughs> but yeah no I just thought it was a weird move because everyone even we even talked about it like I'm like yeah the next thing I'm probably gonna buy it will be maybe a 4K TV because mm -hmm. I want a bigger TV. Yep. And that makes sense. And then, yeah, then I will get the systems that go with it. But, like, right now, it's like everyone's even said, they're like, yeah, your Xbox One is going to be fine with Gears of War 4 and stuff like that. Granted, it won't look as good as it does on a 4K TV. But guess what? This is the other thing I don't know. I'm colorblind. Yeah. The only difference I saw was from the d d difference between uh, Destiny on 360 and Destiny on Xbox One. Other than that, I have a feeling 4K TV is really not going to be up my alley because I'm not going to yeah. tell the fucking difference. Like, I'm literally going to sit there going, like, okay – um, Matthew, how does it look? <laughs> well, it's really sharp. Yeah. Well, oh, dude, it's amazing. Too bad your fucking eyes don't work. So I've never been a person who actually gave a shit about visual stuff all that much. Mm. Like, I can look at something. Like, you know, they do the comparison things all the time. Yeah. Like, here's the when the games are still coming out on the 360 and yeah, the one, like, yeah. all both generations. Matthew, you, I've had this. Well, like you know, you have the 360 next to the one, next to the PS3, next to the PS4, next to the PC, and I'm looking at, it, I'm like, okay, between the 360 and the PC, I can see a difference, right. but otherwise. If I look incrementally from one to the other, I don't see a difference. 
I never thought about that until watching people play Final Fantasy XV at PAX. Oh, really? So I'm sitting behind Justin, my creative director, who's playing a PS4 uh, on the left. Okay. And then there's literally right next to him someone playing on the one. They were diametrically so fucking different. Oh, I, wow. Like, the reason why I think that game got delayed is poor optimization for the Xbox One. That is well, my okay. hard-held belief. Because the PS4... Um, had some bad texture loading, but it was okay for a game that's still two months out. The Xbox One looked like an Xbox 360 game. Oh, wow. Oh, it yeah. It looked bad. Yeah. It was, and like we were, all of us, everyone who was uh, not actively playing the game, like we had a little like uh, back row of the, uh, the, the, essentially the plus ones to oh, our okay. people who were playing the game. And we were all just commenting, like trying to be nice because, you know, we're, uh, you know, invited to this special yeah. Square Enix because we're not on the floor. We're in a private Yeah, you room. don't want to say they'd be like, this looks like crap! And so like, we're, like, like, we're all trying like... to be polite, but at the same time, we're like, are you fucking seeing this? Yeah, this is terrible. So I, I was never a person who noticed visual stuff, so, like, the pro for PlayStation doesn't really impress me all that much for yeah. that reason is all, is all I'm trying to say. But then again, there are some games that like this that maybe that might, might really, work really actually well. Help. Well, I, I totally get Well, again, look, if a game looks phenomenal, it looks phenomenal, but then it also comes down to gameplay, mm-hmm. storyline. Am I going to enjoy this? Is it going to be something that's a staple in the thing? I mean, like, you play Gears of War, like the first one, absolutely loved it. Get, the second one comes out, I'm like, that's like, like everyone talks about Gears of War, I'm like, number two, man. Number two had it all. Number two had the thing. Yeah, three has its moments, and three has, like, that part where you're just all, like, shit happens, you're like, fuck and then you have the fourth one it's not the fourth judgment. one but the judgment you know and judgment i enjoyed but again it's like this is a prequel you're doing your stuff but yeah the fourth one's gonna come out and you're like okay i'm in, i'm invested in this franchise so on and so forth yes i'll put it this way yes i got the remastered version of gears of war i was like oh how much are they gonna improve i was blown away when i saw that but i knew exactly what i was getting into yeah. I was like i know there's there might be maybe one or two things they might have changed but it's exactly a remaster nothing nothing major but like literally when they do show those comparisons matthew and i have talked about it, i'm like i'm colorblind so literally all i saw with that i'm like this one's light this one's dark this one's darker than that one this was light <laughs> so like to me i'm like is a 4k tv really because destiny is the only game that i know that has a colorblind feature they, it, it's MMOs are the only games that do colorblind features, and I think the only reason MMOs primarily do it is because they're expecting you to play, you know, a thousand hours of it. Yeah, right. So they they're just going to give you the best like thing to look at for the amount of time. But like most first person shooters and a lot of even RPGs, yeah, they're expecting twenty hours or less of gameplay, maybe a sixty hour thing. Yeah. So they don't want to put the money into it because you're only going to be looking to it for such a short, quote-unquote, short period of time. And, and I get that, and I think that's fine, but that's what I'm saying. Like, So I'm like, yeah, you can make the best. Like me and mm-hmm. me, my buddy and I, we talked about it, and I rave about it all the time because it's like my favorite game of all time. But I'm like, Chrono Trigger is a 16-bit game. Uh-huh. Absolutely love it. Great storyline, great gameplay. Just sucks you in. I can play that game like over uh-huh. and over and over again. And it's 16 bits. Yes, would I love a remaster of this game? Hell fucking yeah, I would. But... Ne- probably never going to happen, but like it to me, it's like yeah, graphics could be stunning, but it's to me, it's like a lot of people keep forgetting about the gameplay and the fun and the interaction and like people sitting there going like, especially like when you talk to people, like if you play Mass Effect, I could be playing as a Paragon, you could play be playing as Evil, and it's a completely different like. There's some stuff that's the same, but other things like oh wait, what choices did you make? Did you save that yeah. creature in the first one? No, I killed it. I'll be like oh shit, I saved it, and then the third one, it came back and like helped me, and that that yeah. it's like. That kind of stuff, like integrating, but it's it could be like, oh, the game looked good. Yeah. What about everything else? Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think we're finally getting out of the point where uh, studios are so over focused on uh, the visual aspect. There was a while where it was really just style over substance. Yes, I think we're finally and whether and because for a long time it was you got substance from your RPGs and maybe your long form action adventure games. We're now actually getting to the point that FPS is like even Call of Duty games churned out every year 
are actually getting some substance to them. Mm-hmm. We're really starting to get to the, the point that I think uh, studios are really starting to put that back in and not yeah. just focus on the visuals. And I think that's in large part because we've reached the plateau on visuals because as anyone, if you read any articles, the human eye is technically really not able actually to see 4K level resolution. Uh, see, so that's it, what I'm worried it, about. I think they've officially reached the point where they realize visuals have kind of, uh, for at least for um, for a 2D plane, you know, the standard experience, it, we've plateaued. Right. So we need to have start having substance in. It's really not until uh, virtual reality becomes a truly mass market sensation, which I do believe that that's coming. I don't think this is a fad. Um, no, yeah. But until that really happens, Dude, until we're we not going to have the second thing. <laughs> oh, with the... Like, yeah, Matthew did flick me off. That son of <laughs> Yeah, dude. When we become Black Mirror, that's where it's going to be at. You ever watch Black Mirror? No, I've not. Oh. oh I, I would say this. If you have, if you ever get free time. <laughs> I'll put it this way. Josh, if you ever get free time, like in 2030. Uh, <laughs> I should be able to watch it around time my kids bar mitzvah. Yeah. The second one, not the, the, oh, the unborn the one. The unborn, you know? okay. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend it. Literally, like, first episode. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's, like, a part in it where you're sitting there going, like, no, there's no way they're gonna do this. Oh, they fucking do it. Oh no, they're and literally after that first episode, I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah, I've literally you're not the first person to tell me that it's been on my Netflix queue for. Well, in, in I, I, yeah, he was the one that told me about it, so I was like, okay. Um, it's, it's on my show. Well, that's like you. You just said you're finishing up, and I'm, this isn't like a joke, like to make fun of Josh or whatnot, because I understand. Like I even said that with being busy and like I'm like gearing mm-hmm. up for. Especially the comic book show I do on the network is like all the shows are coming back and now Supergirl's out. So I'm uh-huh. literally binge watching Supergirl right now to be ready for the second season because I don't have cable and it was on CBS and now that's on Netflix and it's going to be on CW. Mm-hmm. And CW is doing like that free app that can be on Xbox and PC and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah. So it's like, uh, that, but you were saying you're finishing up the second season of Daredevil and of course what <sighs> dropped joke, today. Good joke, dude. Good joke. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but I was waiting for you to put on your like PlayStation. No. Uh, Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Uh, yeah, Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want to take that again? Daredevil. <laughs> You're welcome. Cut. You're welcome. <laughs> cut and print. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, Luke Cage just came up, and I'm and I'm literally like I'm that like, premiered uh, last night at what at midnight. Yeah. Right. And I'm uh, on episode eight or nine of daredevil season two okay. like that's how far behind i am on the marvel stuff so oh, you're, you're fine i will say this so this isn't spoiling anything this I'm is not, actually peaking this isn't spoiling anything this is actually peaking my interest in the very first the episode of luke cage yes. in the very beginning during credits so this isn't going to spoil anything yes what does it say it says marvel studios and abc studios so i'm wondering if abc now since I, to, honestly i only started watching aces of shield this year just because of ghost rider and honestly, that's what I like about the show right now. I'm like, Ghost Rider is phenomenal. In I've it. never missed an episode of. <laughs> oh really? Up in, well, I'm now two episodes. Wait behind, a second. They brought Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider is Rider. on Agents of Shield. So we're, not, ta- we're talking, but not Johnny not, Blaze. Not, not Ghost Johnny Rider. Blaze, the third one. The thir- uh, yeah. Um, crap. He drives a car. He's I like don't a, know his name. I don't. Well, no one does. Yeah, uh, uh, you guys just killed it for me. I thought we were talking PBS Ghost Rider back in the day. Uh, Ghost Rider, like, oh. writing with that pin. What we got? Ghost Rider okay. in the show. I'm one, there. One episode I have a problem with that. It's like Ghost Rider was trapped in the dumpster. I'm like, you're a fucking ghost. Just walk right through face. <laughs> but uh, so, no, I knew that Ghost Rider. So yeah. Ghost Rider was yeah brought in the shows. The, is the main thing. The reason they're doing this is Doctor Strange is premiering next month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's essentially this is 
them trying to adapt magic. They're trying to slowly bring mysticism and magic into the Marvel, the MCU. Yes. So they bring it slowly in with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so that when the movie comes along, people aren't just like, fucking magic? What yeah. is this shit? Where's Harry Potter? Yeah, like, you know. So that's I'm essentially what they're doing. Dead. It's like, I'm Tracy, here. you're not in this. So, I'm going to train you, Dr. Strange! But you are right that they're doing Marvel uh, Studios and ABC Studios. ABC so Studios. I'm really wondering if they're going to do some kind of crossover. There's got to be. I heard well, a rumor. Okay, what's the with, rumor? Uh, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., according to the end of the season, Punisher is supposed to be showing up. That's the rumor I read as well, because so what, what essentially happened... Okay, so... I don't I can't I don't know what happens with Punisher in Daredevil, but all yeah, I know is it. there's obviously Punisher is getting his I'm own I'm sorry, net. he punishes people. Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> Punisher gets his own net is getting his own What? <laughs> <laughs> Punisher's getting his own Netflix series, as yes. we all yeah. know. Yeah. But because Netflix is only doing two shows a year, we have uh, Luke Cage right now. Yes. Right. Then we have Iron Fist, Iron Fist, which is the beginning of next year, Defenders the end of next year. Uh, Jessica Jones season two is twenty eighteen at this yeah, point. So it's, it's like Punisher is expected not to date view as his own show until 2019 is the current expectation yeah. so how the hell do you keep people interested in punisher and i guess um he was seen to be uh what is it where they film agents of shield he was actually seen to be in the area uh and stuff like that and yeah. there's also been rumors of like some script leaks that show frank castle's name in agents Shield. there's a lot of stuff and it's like well okay you know uh punisher has tangled with ghost rider a lot in the yes. comics like, they have had major, major stuff involved with them, and with all eras of Ghost Rider. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they could do something. I mean, obviously, it's going to have da uh, downgrade violence, although anyone who saw last season of Agent's Shield know that they actually pushed the violence, actually, for a, a network show pretty far. Yes, and they actually updated uh, – not updated. They actually pushed back the time, I heard, because I watched it on Hulu, but they pushed back the time frame when it actually premiered this uh, thing with Ghost Rider. But it sucks because you're kind of watching it. Now, I have no interest in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm not saying, like, it's a bad show, just – wasn't for me, but then Ghost Rider's on it, so I'm intrigued. And literally, anytime Ghost Rider was on screen, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I'm, and that's when you're kind of sitting there going, like, I kind of wish Ghost Rider's getting a Netflix series right now because you could do so much more with this character, layer out that storyline like we've always been saying with Marvel characters and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like the th the three uh, characters who either have now been added to the MCU or <coughs> need to be added to the MCU that will do best with um, a Netflix series: Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight oh. are the three that really okay. all three. Okay, need. you went know that way because I always kept saying Fantastic Four. I think they would do well with a Netflix series. Just because you could flesh out those characters a lot better than trying to combine four into a movie. Yeah, you can. Fantastic Four, we've time. proven, and it's not just a, a poor studio management. Oh, it uh, should not be a fucking film. It can't. They, it can't they, be. They, what they need is a 10 episode series. Yeah. They Hell, they could do a six episode series and it'd be perfect. Fun. They could do like a Fantastic Four miniseries. Oh, yeah. It would be absolutely more than enough. Uh, and that's the format that they need because they're, Fantastic Four. It, it, it is it's just too much going on. And it sucks on. because Fantastic Four is a really good comic book. It's a really great characters, great stories and stuff like that. But the problem is it's like you're trying to mash all that kind of stuff in a you know two-hour movie, maybe two and a half if you're lucky, mm -hmm. and they still don't get the point across. And then, again, everything's mashed in the, at the end of the movie, and you're kind of like going like, okay, so the next one we learn more? Mm -hmm. Oh, we got – oh, they're not getting an – okay. Like, it's always that up-in-the-air thing. And that's, like, with every, like of course, like, Daredevils, the movie came out. We're like, okay, 
they did a series and literally everyone kind of said the same thing. They're like, really? I kind of already know Daredevil's story. Like, I know this. The... And you see the series, but like to get that background, to find out this character, to know this people, all these people are coming in mentionings about like all this kind of stuff. And basically giving you a comic book where everything's wrapping in and you're kind of like, and then that season ended. You're like, oh my God. Yep. Like that was like reading a small story arc, you know? No, like the Netflix formula of about 13 episodes is great and Fantastic Four would benefit uh, extremely well from it. I just, uh, I don't know actually. The main reason I want Moon Knight is from what I understand he would work well for it. And it's actually a, a character that much like, like Luke Cage that I actually know almost nothing about that I actually want to see a series to learn more about. I have heard there is like rumors and talks of bringing him into well, a cinematic well, form it started of with, well, it started with uh, the Punisher show announcement. People thought, well, okay, we have the Defenders, mm -hmm. which was the arc, is the arc that's going on right now. The next would be the Marvel Knights stuff, oh, that's, yeah. which is Punisher, uh, Moon Knight, uh, Blade, I believe. Yeah, Blade, I believe. And there's one other... Um, the, the, well, Ghost Rider's sometimes been involved with yeah, that Yeah, he's stuff. sometimes in it. So, but like with the rumors that Blade stuff, and I don't know if you've seen uh, Wesley Snipes has you know, been tweeting about Blade all the fucking this, time lately. Well, this is the thing. It's so funny. He came out and like, I would be on board with like him coming back to respise this character kind of thing. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not going to say like, don't try a new person because obviously they did that with, you know, Daredevil. They did that with all these other, you know, characters so far. And we like these people now. Um, but yeah, it's, it, the Marvel universe is very strange. Cause I even mentioned with like them bringing Dr. Strange in, like I have my co-host on Longbox Cast who's like, he's like, yeah, I, I want to see the movie, but I'm also like, it doesn't intrigue me. And Mia, like, I'm like, well, this is a movie that I feel like people who are not into comics that much or don't know, like some people be like, I'm going to go see it cause I'm involved in this Marvel universe. Yeah. But I have a feeling my parents are going to see this movie cause they'll watch the movies and they're like, Oh, I enjoy them. But they might watch this movie and be like. Again, I have no idea what's going on and might take them out. Like, I have a feeling, like, this is a stepping stone. And I go, a, a good thing to bring him in, like, Doctor Strange is when he meets, finally, Scarlet Witch. To let her know, be like, no, 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 this isn't, like, a weird experiment. Like, you know how to use magic. Let me yeah. train you, kind of. As soon as I say that, people are like, oh, that's a good move to kind of get him into the Avengers and that all would that be kind a way. of stuff. I mean, um, they, they've spoiled the damn movie, in a sense, a little bit. But they've, you know, already confirmed he's in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity so. War. Well, I kind of figured he wasn't going to die in the first movie i know but i, I, I that would be funny though if they literally just like hey we're doing howard the duck and everyone's like all right cool and then like at the end of the movie it's like howard the duck is dead and it was like oh <laughs> i did not see that coming well with, with dr strange with the mysticism angle they could very easily killed him at the end of the first movie you know what i mean yeah. like, they could very easily do that in some way shape or form but he's not dead he's on the astral plane yeah something you know one of those sort of things they could very easily do something like that and maybe they still will but yeah so, i i hate the uh Again, this is like what I was talking about with the wrestling topic as well. I hate the the internet generation of things having to be like handed to you so quickly that they can't really just like wait on. And shit. that's the that's the thing. Like Marvel has a tendency to be like we're doing this, this, and this. Like DC, like granted their movies, everybody's like one way or another with them, and they're slowly building their universe. But like literally, there was that thing where it's all like, oh, here's a here's a thing for uh, dead Deathstroke, you know. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, I didn't even think that character was going to be in the movie. Like, DC does this thing where they, like, literally at the Comic-Con, they're all like, oh, yeah, Wonder Woman's coming out. Oh, here's the Justice League trailer. And everyone did not see that coming. Yep. And you were like, oh, shit. Oh, this oh, this looks really, like, yep. oh, I'm on board. Like, so DC does this weird thing. And, like, Marvel literally just puts it on front. So would be like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2's filming. Boom. Oh, guess what? They're all in uh, Infinity War. Like, they don't yep. let you lead up to it. They, like, wouldn't even wait to, like, that at the end of this thing going, like, it's all like, like literally 
at the end of the movie of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 be like, well, we found out a lot of the stones are on this planet called Earth. And yeah. they just leave it at that, and you're like, <gasps> like, we'd be excited, but they would be like, oh, no, we're going to be in it. So you're like, all right. Yep. It's like, I'm on board, but I'm also like, where's the fun in, like, finding it out? Yeah, they've uh, phase one of Marvel was really good with the uh, the lead on, yes. leading you into the next movie and being very subtle about things. Phase two and now going into phase three, they've kind of uh, they really, very yeah. blunt hammered it. Yeah, they've very just kind of put it. But I am excited for like Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, I mean, as a lifelong Spider Man fan who uh, absolutely fell in love with uh, Spider Man and Civil War, oh like well, I fell in, okay. I've said this before. Uh, Tobey Maguire made a great Peter Parker. Oh my God. Andrew Garfield made a great Spider-Man. You and I. But they were, I feel like, but they were, I don't think they were phenomenal at the other side of things. You, you, that's what exactly what I said. Cause I put it this way. I go, yeah, he played a great Peter Parker, but when he was Spider-Man, like his quips weren't that on no, the ball. Totally Andrew right. Garfield's quips on the ball. But me, when he was Peter Parker, I'm like, bullshit, that kid is again yeah. late. I'm like, look at him. Yeah. He's beautiful. Like that, seriously, like it just, it felt a complete like thing. But, uh, with, Oh, Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. What he felt like he, 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 in the movie, he I felt like I was looking at Peter Parker. I felt like I was looking at. Uh, well, Spider-Man. first off, first off, we finally get a uh, a Spider Man with a with a Queen's accent, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'm on board because I'm a, I was I mean I can't be like I'm a New Yorker. I was born in New York and everything like that, but I always have like that kind of like yeah. you know kind of cool aspect. But like everything he said, just like oh no, it's. It, he was perfect. It oozed New Yorker mentality and everything like that. And he had the quips right, and yeah. he had the fear right. Like, yeah. Like, and then the look right. Everything was just great. So the homecoming is a is a huge excitement factor. Yeah, for me. that's that's gonna be fun. And the fact that like they're using a villain like this was leaked, but it's like Shocker's gonna be in it. Shocker's my all time favorite. And I'm sitting there going like, I'm like, there's there. I'm like, there you guys go. You're finally grabbing. Like, look, yes, we've seen. Like, we've seen Green Goblin. Yes. Would I like to see Green Goblin again? Yes. But I've already seen him, like, twice already in the reboot franchise. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can bring him in, but bring him in, like, later. Like, he's a great Spider-Man. Well, he's his old – he's essentially the Lex Luthor. He's the the Joker. He's the main villain pretty much. But it's like you're giving us Vulture – now you're giving a shocker. Apparently, there's going to be like another villain in this mm-hmm. movie. It's and people it's like, I've dreamt of. I mean, we're getting, and I'm so freaking excited for it. So, it's it's fun. I will. Yeah, I want to see what they're doing. There's a lot more. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> so. Oh, you gotta. I, I gotta go. Wife is not feeling well. Oh so. no, no, you're good. If you want, before you leave, real quick, if you want to pimp everything where people yeah, can find you. Yeah, I was about to ask if I could do something. Oh yeah, no, go so. right ahead. Just say pimp. Yeah, just pimp it. I'm gonna pimp us out. Yeah, pimp okay. us out. Okay, so show me that bling. Oh yeah. So okay. <laughs> so for anyone in listening interested, uh, you can find Constant Calibrating constantcalibrating.com. We put out we do a weekly live sh- uh, weekly live podcast on Twitch. Uh, hmm? what what we're we doing now? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm like, no, quickly, do your stuff okay. and Matthew's like, mm-hmm. no. I'm we're just kidding. Twitch.tv slash constant calibrating. We do the live Monday night, six PM Pacific time thing. Uh, and then we do uh, we're doing weekly uh, sorry daily streams will start up in like October at some point. We do uh, the live news show youtube.com slash concalpod on Saturdays. Um, and then you can find all our content as is at constantcalibrating.com, Facebook, Twitter. It's either constant calibrating or concalpod. One thing I want to talk about uh, just really quickly, we are going to be taking part. Uh, actually, the first time I'm talking about publicly, the Extra Life Charity. We're going to be doing, nice. Uh, we, we're still working on the plans, but. Uh, we're going to be doing a 25-hour stream uh, November 5th. 
Nice. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, something I always wanted to do. But oh, we're gonna be. Did. I'm gonna be talking to both of you guys because we, oh. we want lots of guests. Because oh, no way fucking hell can I do 25 hours of straight <laughs> streaming by myself. By set, yeah. So okay. we are working on completely outfitting my entire house into a Twitch. Uh, streaming studio. Oh, wow. Cool. We are yeah. getting sponsors I'm working on right now. Uh, we are working on uh, special guests all the way from, you know, uh, random cosplayer A that I know in Phoenix all the way up to some, like, major people we're working on getting involved. So we're going to be doing stuff. Um, Very cool. No announcements really yet. Uh, we have, if you look up Constantly Calibrating or myself, Joshua Silverman, uh, I think you can find us on uh, the Extra Life page if you want to donate uh, early. But uh, we'll be making some official announcements in about uh, two weeks, I hope. Okay. okay. So we got some cool stuff coming on. I awesome, just want to talk dude. about it because I want to get really into charity stuff. For like, sure. That's, that's no, my big yeah, next motion. That's fun. Well, tell you what, like, let us know. Uh, give us anything if we can, like, put that out there. Be yeah. like, hey, check out this and anything we can help out. Because yeah, I'm always big on. Oh, charities. I will be asking people to whore us out. Like you have no idea. I will be asking all of our friends to do stuff but, very so. soon. But definitely. But Joshua, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Thanks, buddy. Uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, socially awkward episode. Of course, you can find us on you know socially awkward on Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Amazon.com. Go to the Sasquatch.net. Click on that Amazon banner. Shop like you normally do. And Matthew, do you have anything else to add before we click out of this bad boy? Just have a good weekend. All right, then. Until next time. Oh, you better tap that shit. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks, don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out.